That man is dried and cooped. can can't tell you his ankle. Come on, let's go. I stole this money on my girl purse. She think I'm out emptying the trash. Come on, baby. I need this. So what you need is some chapstick and a set of trousers. Those dice you ate some up to start the game. All right, I'm about to go from ashy to classy. Ooh, and just like that, Ashy Larry is eliminated. Ouch. She gonna kill me? She should not oh. kill me. Larry, what the fuck are you doing? I was, okay, ma'am, I was emptying the trash. And that better not be the money out my Gun. damn purse. I was em okay, ma'am. Shut up and get the f out of here. Miss, this is what I'm trying to get tell you. It. I was just taking the trash out. You mean? I was not taking the trash She is gonna fuck him up. You said so. Okay. All right, everyone. Welcome back to uh, Gundam and MHQ. This is episode 112, and uh, this is one of your hosts, Neo. And, and always joining me is Soulbro and Chris. Guys, say hello. Welcome, yeah. gang. Chris, are you there? I am. I, uh, yo, yo. I just gotta say, where's Wallace? <laughs> where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? That's all I can say. But in uh, this episode, uh, we're going to be continuing on uh, with uh, the fifth installment of Pat Labor Roundup with uh, Pat Labor Movie 2. So uh, definitely uh, keep keep uh, posted for that. And then uh, we're going to be doing our quarterly fourth quarter uh, mailbag roundup uh, cleanup effort here. Uh, we got a little backed up with some of the... Uh, mailbag items and for the sake of timeliness with some of those questions uh, we wanted to kind of catch up on that so um, we won't be doing the mailbag in the final segment but we'll be having a whole segment devoted to all of the mailbag there so um, boy you're ready to go huh what's uh, can't wait for those top <laughs> I'm ten so lists. excited I just can't hide it <laughs> <laughs> top 10 lists what are your favorite battles or you know or or what crap arbiter is going to be saying for macross world nice right nice. <laughs> so, no that's actually the news um but uh, anything else before we go into the news no i'm ready i want to rock all right rock on <laughs> and uh the lead story of the neo's listener submitted news articles um uh, is coming from innate dude Oh, lead and story. Is this a new uh, this news is a format? Lead story. No, it's just, just for this one, and, and he heeded the call <laughs> that I had made the last uh, news the segment. The call to arms. The call to arms, yes. Um, and I'm leading this with a survey uh, article because uh, we, we all love the survey here. And um, Chris and Solbro are, are probably bigger fans than not me. They just uh, play, play devil's advocate. That's how it goes. Well, I can think of one person we're talking about who is not such a huge fan of survey, <laughs> but I won't Solbro it. That is true. And this is, this is coming from the uh, Transformers Live blog spot, and this comes from Enate Dude. And the title here is Michael Bay, quote, sick, unquote, of Hugo Weaving. Weaving. Weaveling. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, I guess he's, uh, Michael Bay's a little pissed uh, that um, Hugo Weaving, Weaving's been uh, bitching about um, 
not really bitching, but just saying that when he did the voice of uh, Megatron in the Transformers movies, uh, that he just basically did it for a paycheck. And, um, you know, it's he's not artistic. Yeah, it's not really artistic. And he just kind of yeah. did it. And with he was uh, also saying sort of the same stuff about playing Red Skull. Yeah. Captain America. What? Wow. That it was yeah. just uh, he said that it was just like uh it was fun to do, but he wouldn't want to do it again, and he is congrat- contractually obligated to do so if called, but he hopes that he's not called because he likes to make everything a different performance and be artistic and expressive and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, wow. and I find it funny, like you said that. He's, he, I won't do it again, but I did three Transformers films. <laughs> and, and three Matrix movies. And three Matrix movies. And three Lord of the Rings movies. And, no doubt. And, and The Hobbit. And The and, Hobbit. Uh, you know, when th- this was kind of said, uh, Sorbet had came back saying, uh, do you ever get sick of actors that make $15 million a picture, even $200,000 for voiceover work that took a brisk one hour and 43 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then complain about their jobs? With all the pay problems facing our world today do these grumbling thespians really think people reading the news actually care about trivial complaints that their job wasn't artistic enough or fulfilling wow. enough i guess the hollywood reporter thinks so he goes on and says whatever happened to people who had integrity who did a job got paid for their hard work and just simply smiled afterwards be happy you even have a job let alone a job that pays you more than 98 percent of the people in america I have a wonderful idea for all these whiners. They can give their unhappy job money to a wonderful elephant rescue. It's the David Sheldrick Wildlife Trust in Africa. I will match the funds they donate. Go on, survey, Because, I mean, I, I agree with him on this. And it's just not the fact that I'm a big fan of survey, But he does make kind of a point. Because, you know, do we hear about all these people sometimes with these actors and stuff? Making it seem like, my God, this is like digging a ditch. You want hard work? That's freaking digging a ditch for uh, whatever minimum wage is now. So um, I I agree with him here. And I think uh, Hugo, Hugo even always kind of seemed like kind of a douche to me, though. I, I don't Damn. know. So, just... uh, Megatron <laughs> confirmed for not Transformers 4? Yeah. Yeah. It's sit down here <laughs> later on in the blog post here. While the odds of Megatron returning to the fourth film are already unlikely, this mini argument probably put a permanent kibosh on the idea. I really have a problem. And then uh, I really have a problem with base comments. Just question the wisdom of saying anything as it's renewed this story and for another new cycle. I think. Or maybe uh, I think Frank Walker confirmed for Megatron exactly, and Transformers. Exactly. I, I think this was that flight of news because it's availability, right? Because all, 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 I, all I thought about when I read this article was like, well, that means that uh, Megatron's got to be played by someone else next movie. And I know just the guy. <laughs> His name starts with Frank and ends with Welker. Welker. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> that guy should have been Megatron from the get-go. Why even get Hugo Weaving? You can't even tell it's him. Well, speaking, but if it was Frank Welker, like in Transformers Prime and the original Transformers, you know, that guy is such a character. Well, it, it, but mm-hmm. you, you just bring up a good point, though, too. It's like um, they, they modulate your voice so much that they can just get anybody going there. And the fact that this guy is just bitching and complaining. And if that's true, it only took like an hour and 43 minutes to do your life. <laughs> And you're getting about 200 grand for it. Oh man, that's pretty nice. I think I'd do that for probably less than that. An hour. I'll be fucking Megatron for dude for that much. I think a lot of people. So, and I think that that's just a. 
I, I do agree with uh, Sir I'll, I'll be the twins for that money, too. I don't no, care. There, there's big-time voice actors that don't get paid that much to do uh, uh, the, the same kind of role in a the movie. They, they, they make so, far less, but Hugo Weaving, because he has a name behind him, gets two hundred grand for like an hour and a half worth of work. How, how many uh, Steve Blums of the world would never get that much money for one single role? No doubt. And, 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 and it's funny, too, because in, you know, it's very uh, insincere to say something like that in today's... Uh, you know, today's uh, economic conditions where you do have a lot of people having a hard time for work. And this guy's complaining that he had to sit here and, oh, my God, talk about, you know, robots and Cybertron and stuff. Oh, I, I hope I don't get more work with another Captain America. Oh, that would be so horrible it's, if I have to do it, oh but I will God. anyway. It would be, be so, so horrible so to have awful. to do another successful movie. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so awful if Disney, you know, gave me a, a 20% increase of what I made as Red Skull and – you know, now now I'm now I'm making twelve million, but it's just the it's paycheck. so horrible that oh. there's going to be a third Hobbit movie that I have to be in that too. Oh my god! Oh, it's so bad to get more work. There's some people who chew their arm off to get a role like that, and 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 people who realize what you know that they've been blessed and 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 that they've been able to to be you know a name in Hollywood and 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 get paid and you know the Hugo Weaver's remarks shouldn't reflect everything, and I don't even agree with everything that Michael Bay says, but I'm right there Neither with him. Neither do I. But I, I about do. this. I, I do agree that uh, it, it's a little insincere to be, you know, when you when you have this yeah. uh, career and you take a job that's a that you know is a paycheck and then Ooh. whine about being in a paycheck. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like that's I, so, I'm, so ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with doing a job for a paycheck, but yeah. you don't complain about it. That's why I like, um, you know, the attitude of someone like say Malcolm McDowell, who readily admits, like, yeah, I've done lots of shit movies for paycheck because I'm a working actor. It means yeah. sometimes you make good movies. And sometimes you make bad movies, yeah, but he just Walken. he just Same laughs thing. about the bad movies he's in, and he's not like, oh, it's so horrible for me. I have to be in all these terrible <laughs> movies. Oh. Yeah, I know. Christopher Walken, Samuel Jackson, they feel the same way. They're just they're just grateful because they grinded for so long that when they finally blew up, there's like they didn't lose that passion for acting. And they'll act in a bad movie, you know, if it's for a paycheck or whatnot, but they'll have a good time doing it. And they have the right attitude about it. You know, somebody who's if he's such a thespian, he wouldn't even he would shun Hollywood and do you know, live acts on Broadway or something like that. You know, he would he would stick with, you know, the the essence of the performance and not, you know, expect this, ex, you know, take these big jobs. I back his bayness 100% on this quote. Yeah, I do too. Go back to Australia. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, let's be honest too. I mean, Hugo Weaving's good, but he's kind of the same little character in a lot of these things too, especially since The Matrix, so... Uh, necessarily, V V was a pretty different character. Well, V, yeah, but I mean, that was a little bit different. But anyway, so but thank you, Mister Na, dude, for your submission there. And uh, next one here comes from Burtman Four, and um, this is coming from the Rocket News Twenty Four website. And I forgot, uh, I forgot what it was. It it was horror, right? Like uh, last episode, we had an article about. A horror food item. Yeah. Well, now yeah. there's uh, now there's some zagak tofu that's on sale. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, definitely um, going down to the uh, the, the um, uh, what is it here? A zagak uh, tofu for hot pots is now available at all the supermarkets and shopping malls in the Kanto area around Tokyo. <laughs> It was officially announced on October 2nd, and it's made uh, especially for hot pots or nabi in Japanese, which involves cooking different meats or seafood with a variety of vegetables in a pot of boiling water. So, um, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, you can go to go to Mr. Burtman's link here and uh, 
It's always weird, though, to eat food that's in a weird color like this because it's kind of like a really unnatural blue <laughs> that the tofu's in. Sometimes it makes me a little weary of that stuff. So um, but, It's uh, a little suspect. Yeah. It's like that. Um, you ever see like that really bright green uh, Hawaiian punch? I don't know if they still make it, but they used to. It was some type of like tropical type. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a very unhealthy, unnatural looking green. <laughs> <laughs> you look at it you're like, hmm, I don't know about this. But uh, thank you, Mr. Vertman, for your submission. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, we have some criminal news here from Vent Noir. Ho-ho. And uh, he's, uh, he's got it here that uh, Virtual On is um, going to be downloadable. Virtual, uh, Virtual On and Virtual Fighter 2 yep. uh, will be downloadable on uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. So, uh those will be coming out. Um, um, I don't know. It doesn't. Really have some a point here. it is not today. In the yeah, future. some point in the near future. It, it's uh, part of a. It's it's part of a Sega's Model Two collection, where uh, a lot of the they had an arcade board called the Model Two, and they made a lot of games on it, a lot of popular games, and they're releasing each game one by one as part of that collection, and those two games yeah. are part of it. And, and there's a joystick you can buy for about four hundred bucks US Jesus. too. That's I don't gonna, think so. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think a DualShock 3 will do good enough. Yeah, I've, I've played Virtual On in the arcades a few times, and yeah, it was great, but I'm not going to be shelling out money for a uh, $400 uh, peripheral. That'll probably just gather dust. Uh, but thank you, uh, Mr. Vent Noir, uh, Mastermind Criminal. Um, oh, by the way, Matt, uh, Vent Noir, um, maybe you know, uh, since you are in prison, um, where is Wallace? Where is Wallace? <laughs> Next one here comes from Gundam Type Zero, and uh, this is from uh, oh from the Tomopop.com website. So hmm, days are numbered. Uh, there's a oh, oh, this is a um, Mickey and Friends combined with the power of Choikin, and I guess there is a basically a Disney character. Um, Super Robot. Wow. <laughs> it's Troikin King, Robo, Mickey, and Friends figure that takes the characters of Donald, Daisy, Pluto, Goofy, Minnie, and Mickey into the, um, the giant robot of doom. <laughs> you, so it's here, at some you even have the boat from Steamboat Willie forming the head. <laughs> oh, damn. That is kind of cool. That looks uh, cool. Each character and their standalone robot with special names like Sky Mini and Ace Willie that transforms into one body of the parts that make up the King Robo. And um, so, yeah, it was... Uh, you know, you'll be hilarious hmm. if Disney allowed an anime to be made of this. Oh, no. Like an ultra-hot-blooded Mickey Mouse super robot show a la Gurren Lagann. People- you know what? I'd be on that. I would, I would watch, watch it. I'd watch, watch the hell out of that. <laughs> That'd be cool. You know, I, I, I think I think at first Chris is kind of doing this to be, you know, to kind of stir the pot a little bit. I'm like, wait a second, I'm in on this. <laughs> hey, if Kingdom Hearts can work, why the hell not this? Yeah, 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 I, yeah exactly. I, so. On the on the Facebook group, people were saying that they want to see this in the in the next Kingdom Hearts game, the game that will never. No, come. no, no. Actually, <laughs> no. Actually, have it as its own thing. I mean, don't have it share its own stays yeah. it's just something else have its own mecha show and 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 uh, accompanying video games and stuff yeah, disney, disney has had animes of their properties made before like uh lilo oh, and stitch okay. yeah hmm. lilo stitch is the last one i can think of uh, but um it, it could be it could be that's, something that's amazing <laughs> thanks for that factor uh for uh soul bro that disney has made 
animes and stuff about their properties. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You're welcome. Wow. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah, it's a ride. It's oh, a ride. movie. Crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but someone's referring to actual. Yeah, anime. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, 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 you're supposed to join in on it. <laughs> The beating of soul. The, sometimes the, I can't. Sometimes I can't tell with you. The ritual beatings of soul, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this time I came to bat for soul, bro. That's Relish fine. it while you can. It's yeah. very rare. <laughs> well, there's also the end of this segment coming, so we'll see how how this good uh, good. That's why I said relish it while it lasts. <laughs> yes. So thank you, Mr. Gundam Type Zero, for your submission here. Oh man, and this is actually this has come another submission from Vent Noir, and this is actually kind of funny because he's a criminal, and this is about crime. Oh nice. Uh, this is coming from the Birmingham Mail. Uh, a Walsall man is in court for hitting Darth Vader's wife. So hit Padme? Oh, oh damn. No. <laughs> no way. And Padme? No. <laughs> says here, an angry Walsall man who threw a punch at a neighbor called Darth Vader. What is he, living next to Dick Cheney? (laughs) Dick Cheney moved too? (laughs) Uh, Because he suspected that he was having a relationship with his girlfriend and has been punished in court. The blown thrown by Iqbal Hare of Minor Street, Walsall, missed but hit the wife of Star Wars fan Mr. Vader, who changed his name from Mark Notes by... Deadpool for charity more than a year ago. So this guy's actual name is, that he changed is Darth Vader. It's kind of wow. cool that charity, but still a little weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is actually kind of funny. So this guy went to jail for uh, um, uh, hitting Darth Vader, but I'm sure it didn't hurt him because he's got the mask on. Or the but, wife, the wife of Darth Vader. <laughs> or the wife of Darth Vader. <laughs> she had no protection. Yeah. Definitely, uh, <laughs> There's actually some more funny things in there that I really don't, because it's kind of a little long article, but um, mm-hmm. definitely check it out. It's good for a laugh. The news must march on. The, yes, news never sleeps, news man. News stops this, for no one. I, I, yeah. feel, I, I feel bad for his wife. She shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been, that guy shouldn't have been throwing punches at it at all, but um, it's, just, it's just weird that of all people to hit, of all people to hit, that's, uh, wow. <laughs> man, it has been, it must have, man, uh, Vent Noir must have been in the clink. Must have been in solitary because he's got another submission here. Oh, it's actually a pretty good one though. This is uh, coming from the Anime News Network. Uh, there's going to be um, the Gundam 08 MS Team Blu-ray mm-hmm. Memorial Box is going to be released on February 22nd, 2013. Is going to be bundled with a brand new short film called uh, Battle in Three Dimensions. Hmm. So uh, Ichiro Okanichi wrote the scenario which follows the 08th MS team led by Shiro Amato and the Gundam Easy 8 through the gun- jungle zone towards the next battlefield. Just as they approach a bridge, the team is attacked by a Xeon forces from the front, left, right, and by air. What about the rear? Nothing in the rear. <laughs> and uh, this, this uh, 26,250 yen or three... U.S. $330 set will include the anime series, 12 episodes, including an epilogue special, a promotional video, commercial collection, the pilot film, the creditless opening and ending animation sequences, a storyboard collection, a collection of illustrations from magazines and promotional materials, and a 42-page booklet with the scenario for the short film. The bonus extra Blu-ray disc will have 
uh, the short film and the OFMS team data archives. And uh, it's going to have both the original soundtrack and the 5.1 channel version. So that's actually, I asked, sounds like kind of a lot for, you know, I guess you could kind of go for, you could kind of make the case for the 300 bucks. I still think it's a little too much, but there's still, still a lot more stuff than what these, what they normally put into these things. It's usually like, oh, this will be uh, $500 and you get, you know, uh, creditless ending. So I, <laughs> I'm sure, um, look for the stuff on the internet like later on, February 2003, eh? So, uh, thank you, Mr. Vent Noir, for your submission. Um, next one here is from Arbiter Gundam, and this is a newsflash, guys. This is actually an article that doesn't deal with Macross World. Huh. Oh, shit. Um, Shock- shocking. I hope he's still getting paid for his time, though. <laughs> and this is uh, the Desmond Chang Gundam Portal. And uh, Gundam UC Episode 6 Space and Earth will be released on. Guys, want to take a guess what date? Oh, uh, stop, Soul Bro. Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I, I know because I'm reading it right now, so I yes. can't guess. <laughs> Second 2013, so mark those calendars. When, when did 5 come out? Earlier this year sometime, right? Like yeah, March? it came out around the summer, I think. Was like the early part of the summer, yeah. The, the, for this one, I guess it's not a whole year wait, mark being March 2nd, but... Uh, on the on the Japan on the promotional material here, it's got uh, Fancy Boy. Um, what the heck is that guy's name? Angelo? Angelo. Oh, Mr. little Mr. Fancy Pants there. So He does wear fancy pants. He's yes. so darling. <laughs> they are actual fancy pants. So uh, it's it's going to be released on March 2nd on the streaming. The DVD and Blu-ray is going to follow on March 22nd. So uh, get those pre-torrents ready. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh. Thank you, Mr. Arbor Gundam, for the submission. And um, I hope uh, things go well in Macross World for you. And- <laughs> Oh, yeah. he came back with another one. Our Arbiter Gundam's back. And uh, he's got a article here. If you want to go to that great... From Macross World. Yes. No, it's from Kotaku. Uh, the Macross Speed oh, oh. 7 is more than a 90-minute commercial than... Is more of a 90-minute commercial than a film. So I guess there's some um, uh, bitching on here. Chris, uh, anything you'd like to add on this? I don't know if you've seen FB7. I, I have not, but uh, I kind of expected as much, given that it was, you know, a mix of new footage from Frontier versus old footage from Macross Seven. So that doesn't surprise me. But if this is all that they end up doing for the 30th anniversary, it would be massively disappointing. Like, yeah. not an actual new OVA, not a movie, not a TV show. I know they're doing the the music culture. Yeah. But that for me does not cut it, mainly because I'm not in Japan and I can't see that. So. I want an OVA or something, so don't give me some clip show thing. Yeah, it's pretty low rent if you're just if you're gonna have a thirtieth anniversary and you're just gonna be like, eh, yeah, here you go. Here's it. At least, at, oh, at least Cheryl woke up from a coma. <laughs> She's got a VCR tape, so it's holy wow. shit. Is this a, the the VHOS still win? It win a <laughs> Blu-ray in the future too. <laughs> It's like you're able to travel to faraway galaxies, yet everything's still on an eight-minute uh, or an eight-hour eight VHS tape. <laughs> ask, uh, ask Spike Spiegel about that. Well, that that was a but that was a retro shop though. So, but 
thank you, Mr. Arbiter Gundam, for your weigh-in on some Macross. Next one here is from Mechton GM, and this is from the Anime News Network, and there is a Zone of the Enders Jehudi bus that rises over Tokyo's Akihabara, so if you want to uh, take a look at, go to his link here and take a look at. There's some pretty good pictures here. It's to mark the release of uh, Konami Zone of the Enders HD edition game that was um, set in Japan and it rose over the roof of a building in Tokyo's Akahabara shopping district. The bus will be perched on the Shinomura Musin building, just blocks away from the Japan Railways Akihabara station mm-hmm. from October 25th to November 4th. And uh, if you go to Konami's actual website and Kojima Productions' Twitter and Facebook accounts, they're going to have some updates about the bus. And it looks where's, pretty good. Where's, where's my one-one scale Jehudi? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that look awesome. Oh, dude, if we could... And very phallic. You know, complete yeah. with robo-penis. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome, though, if they just cleared out Obadiah Island and just put giant robots bus Everywhere. There? Oh my one, god! One one, one Jehudi, one one Anubis. Yes. You yes. could you could fill the space in between their feet with a bunch of one one scope dogs because they're so small. Nice. Nice. Exactly. So thank you, Mister. You, you could have scope dog strollers for the little children to roll around in. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be insane. With, really with cool the little box. the little radar eye. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they could have, they could have like the little Scully that's like the uh, like the 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 helmet you wear in the, uh, <laughs> in the scope dog. <laughs> Complete with goggles. I think I think we need to, we need to contact Sunrise. The, the merchandising applications are endless. But uh, thank you, Mister Mech. Original idea: G- Do not steal. Yes, I know. <laughs> Just like uh, my uh, my fantasy mecha show with uh, Wizard Metal soundtrack. Same thing. It's coming. Actually, you know what? the other day I had another idea, and I'll just imagine this. I was thinking about a movie. I was thinking like a buddy cop movie, but it's like kind of think of this. Danny Trejo and the Admiral as retired cops in El Paso going on a vigilante hunt because they killed the Admiral's granddaughter. Hmm. The, the, yeah, it would be awesome. That would be crazy. Yes. Danny Trejo, man. It's still not as good as the guy I work with who wants a uh, a machete uh, black dynamite team up movie, and I, I I'd actually go for that. So, uh, that but would be that that would make the screen explode. Don't steal my items, Mister Hollywood. I, I would watch both of those movies after someone makes the uh, Rock slash Sam Jackson buddy cop. Oh movie. yeah, that one too. I, but I would love that though, as they're like you know like they're retired. Danny Trejo and the Admiral retired cops. They, they get forced out because they're just, you know, they got to the point where they're like, you got to go. The state says you can't work anymore and they don't have anything to do. And then, like, the daughter you broke gets, the rules too many times. Ah. Yeah. And you know who the chief is? You mm-hmm. know that guy? What's his name? Michael Ironside? You know that oh, yeah. guy? Hell yeah. yes. Hell he yes. He would be the chief and he'd call them up and he'd be like, you're. Oh, what the hell are you doing? Or, yeah. Oh, it'd be awesome. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Don't steal this, Mr. Hollywood. I know you want to. All right. Thank you, Mr. Mecton GM, for your submission. Most of, most Mobius Diablo uh, got this one, and he says, uh, I may appreciate this, and it's the robot tomes. And, oh, man, there's a, there's a link here. What if? What if there's a robo-apocalypse? Yeah. I'm going to be reading this, and I think everybody needs to read this because... Uh, 
Oh, it looks like they're making fun of this. What? I don't know. But I'm going to read that later. So definitely check that out. But um, I did finish Robo Apocalypse, and it is being added to the Robot Tomes. The next book I'm reading is How to Survive a Robot Apocalypse. Do a new addition to the canon. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the revelation part. It's officially approved by the, the Robot Tome Council. Well, it, it, it's, it's getting final approval. <laughs> from the... there at the, the Council of Nicaea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So thank you, Mr. Mobius Diablo. <laughs> thank you for your submission. Damn, there's a lot of news today. Uh, this one here is from Hunter Slash. This turning into the news bag roundup? My God, it seems like it, huh? I mean, it's cool, though, but we're in that time of year, though, that there's going to be lots of stuff. So, um uh, Hunter Slasher 13, never. This must be a new poster. Ooh, he's from Canada. Uh, and uh, this is uh, coming from the Anime News Network. And uh, Erica 7 AO's last episodes are slated for November 19th. Uh, the final two episodes in the series are going to both air on November 19th on TBS in Japan. <laughs> Not Turner Broadcast, but we'll <laughs> broadcast at uh, 3.41 a.m. And I guess that's yay. So, uh, and Bandai Channel is going to stream the first 22 episodes of the series on October 27th, 28th. Well, that's that's this weekend. So, yeah, yeah, that's dated. So, uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Hunter Slasher 13 for your submission. Um, next one here, bam, Benoit really was in the clink. This is coming from the Anime News Network. Macross 30 game unites multiple Macross heroes into one era. Mm. Uh, There's a recently announced Macross 30 game that will unite the lead characters from multiple Macross anime titles into one era. PlayStation Action Game will tell the original story set on the planet Ouroboros. 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 That's from, that's from, uh, that's the company in um, Resident Evil 5. Or of course, I think. Oh no, no, that's just it's something. It's it's something. It's a weapon that uh, Wesker has. In oh, that's right. It's a weapon. Yeah, I know. It, I know it better as a weapon that Strider Hero uses. But uh, and then of course the legend behind it. But <laughs> okay. Um, and the characters and the transformable variable fighters that are going to appear are from Super Dimensional Fortress Macross, Minmay, Hikaru, and the VFS VF One S Three. Macross Zero, Shin in the BF0A. Macross Plus, Isamo Dyson, the YF19. Macross 7, Basra, the Melena Genius in the VF19 Fire Valkyrie. And Frontier Alto in the VF25F. So, um, definitely. Where's Macross 2? Tennis! Where you been? There's no culture in this game. Yeah, you are getting you are getting short sighted on this one. The Macross two should be in there. There should be a drink. Do these other universes think they know what culture is? They do. I <laughs> think I think they think they're the, now the arbiters of uh, of culture. And I can't believe there's not an unlockable drinking game in this. Like oh. they don't know the meaning of the word. Really? Hey Dennis, I have a quick question. You're you're a newsman, right? Yeah. On Space HBO, do you, have you ever seen the Space the Newsroom? Space Newsroom? And what do you think about it? They think they know newsroom culture. They don't know anything about it. What is exactly They're, newsroom culture? You mean it's not people running around in designer clothes and being sanctimonious up to the wazoo? What, what's it really like in the uh, newsroom culture? It's dark and grim hmm. and not oh. happy. 
How often do you... Space Aaron Sorkin doesn't know anything about news. <laughs> <laughs> How often uh, would a newsman, like, maybe take a shower or change his clothes? Once a month when you're out killing <laughs> fields and you're on the run from the cannibal tribes and the so headhunter forces. So I take it there's no time as a as a um, as a newsman to uh, you know to work out and get a nice six pack, right? No. There's only time for a drink and your thoughts in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> in the dark darkness. Man, I I, I do think you sometimes should... the dark looks back at you. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's good to hear from you, though. What, what, what have you been doing? Have you been, like, uh, on location somewhere? Undisclosed location. Classified. Oh. oh. Looking for those known unknowns and unknown unknowns? <laughs> <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. Translation, he's been at the world of beer. <laughs> Translation, you've been in Orlando the last few weeks at the uh, Epcot Food and Wine <laughs> You don't know how hard my life is. Don't criticize me. <laughs> Anything you have to say to the makers of Macross that they forgot to put you in this game? They don't know anything about Macross. <laughs> <laughs> in your opinion, what is the best Macross? Any one that I'm in. There you go. <laughs> From the newsman's mouth. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mr. Dennis. Uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna move on. I'm sure you've got some news to cover, or, or at least uh, a bottle to kill. So um, I've got to cover the election. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, the space election. Yes, space Romney versus space Obama. Hmm. <laughs> Make sure not to drink yourself to death. I know that, that would that would drive you to it. <laughs> so you're not covering the space hurricane. <laughs> oh. There's no culture in that. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you get going because we know your time is important. So, um, bullshit. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was giving you a compliment. <laughs> You're bullshit. Oh, the whole world is bullshit. Oh, this man. world is full of lies. There's no truth in this world. <laughs> oh, and he's, jeez. Uh, this guy is, uh, yeah. All right. Well, can you get Chris back on there, Dennis? It was great hearing from you. Wow, what do you know? Sometimes people just jump out of from nowhere. <laughs> Another uplifting <laughs> moment with Dennis. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me guess, Chris. Uh, house isn't smelling too good once he left, oh. is it? Kind of have to air out, open the windows a little bit. Smells, uh, smells like the bum that sits uh, by the highway overpass. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you. Ben Noir for your submission and uh, like always I just want to let people know if you're gonna um, I know that this uh, post was here uh, because of pictures but I put a strict uh, this is one of the strict policies we have here in news Neo's listener submitted news articles thread don't give me a site with Japanese writing and I can't I can't even say it I can't let alone read it so I, I understand the fact of putting pictures on there but it would be kind of nice to see what the captions are <laughs> so uh, you know just future word to the wise oh man another one here from Fent Noir my god what is he the lead caster here he's uh, working strong yeah he's gosh but this is a good one this is a good one mm-hmm. um i didn't know that france did this uh but uh lazy Mesomoto has been uh, knighted by france the wow. french government has conferred the chevalier de l'ordre des arts 
the Knight of the Order of Arts and Letters, decoration on Lazy Masamoto, the creator of Space Captain, Space Pirate Captain Harlock, Galaxy Express 9999, and other manga and anime. Wow, that's pretty damn cool. It, it really is. Sense. He could probably run for freaking prime minister there and win in 99 to one. His works are part of uh, pop culture in France, so yeah. it's, a, it, it's a long time coming for this. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm like, did they have a, did he have an after party with da- uh, Daft Punk playing? <laughs> uh, but Masamoto has been uh, celebrating uh, his 60th anniversary of becoming a manga creator in 2013. Wow, that's pretty cool. Man. He noted during his acceptance speech that in order to respond to everyone's support, he will strive to continue to produce more works. That's what I like to hear. Right. Other Japanese citizens who have received the honor include manga creators Shiro Taniguchi and Katsuhiro Otomo, uh, filmmaker Takashi Kinto, and video game designer Miyamoto. So uh, the Japanese government previously awarded Matsumoto the Order of the Rising Sun Gold Rays with Rosetta in 2010 and the medal with purple ribbon honor in 2001 so that's pretty cool so congratulations uh so he's a sir he's sir masamoto hell awesome. yeah hell that's yeah. awesome um and next one here ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's from chains and guns and uh, i'm just gonna just um just say the the title here from the Anime News Network, and after I'm done, uh, we can just enjoy the belly laughs from Chris. <laughs> from the Anime News Network, uh, posted October 26, 2012, Harmony Gold founder slash Robotech producer sentenced for tax fraud. Chris, you may begin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Um, normally, I would uh, go through this article, but I, I think Chris would probably uh, find a lot more enjoyment. It'd probably be more amusing to me and Solbro to listen to him talk about this. So, Chris, uh, the floor is yours in the Miami News Bureau. Go ahead I, with the I have article. nothing to say about the details of the story, which you can read yourself. I, I am just um, experiencing a certain amount of shot and fraud. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Because from the sounds of it, uh, this guy uh, being a, uh, a tax cheat and a crook along with Berlusconi, the very well-known corrupt former prime minister there, they had quite a little racket going with um, slush funds and uh, moving money around and uh, good goodbye and good riddance. And, um, <laughs> obviously, this has no immediate effect on Robotech and Macross, but one can hope. Yeah, it says here uh, Agarma is uh, he's the executive producer of Robotech and all its sequel attempts. <laughs> That's funny. I love his sequel attempts. <laughs> and he remains the chairman and CEO of Harmony Gold USA. Um, so yeah, he got uh, he's been ordered to pay 10 million euros, which is about 12 million US in damages. And uh, he was one of uh, 11 people that were on trial for this. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, some interesting stuff there. And, yeah, definitely uh, check that out. And thank you, uh, Chains and Guns, for that submission. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's about it here on the news article. So if you ever have any uh, news, just 
put it, go to the news listener submitted news article thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum to submit. And I know the news went a little bit long here, and I know people were e- anxiously awaiting uh, <laughs> probably Gundam's one of its fastest uh, growing and most popular uh, segments now. But uh, what is it? Hopers and Dreamers Corner with SBR? Oh, man. Yeah. And, and of course, um, uh, to always do the counterpoint is uh, the Dream Dasher himself, Chris. So, uh, Solbro, I, I, I give you the floor for uh, some hopes and dreams that will be crushed. Well, thank you very much. Um, I'm just going to do one today. Being at this segment, uh, it, it went on a little long, and that's perfectly fine. Um, this, uh, this submission comes from Di Gundam Lagan, and he writes, I wish and hope for an OVA of an FF of Final Fantasy, Dissidia, like team up for the Gundam protagonist just a non-canon OVA where every main character from original series including Char to Age and um, all three generations in their kid versions are sucked into their timeline into some weird dimension to fight the dark Gundam modified by the Exa DB which is also meddled with the turn X <laughs> basically the Gundam versus games in OVA form and all the characters actually interact with each other we also add in some rivalries, bonding, envy against Amaro, fistfights between Kira and Shin, and bullying against Kyo. Probably Chris's favorite part. <laughs> I doubt I'm the only one who wants to see this too. Speaking of Kyo abuse, I also want more physical abuse by captains, more fistfights, and more hand-to-hand combat in future Gundams. I want a Shakti Locus figure to die over... Uh, 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 <laughs> I want to shock you lock this figure to die over the Lala figure. <laughs> um, it sounds like a pretty neat concept. I mean, there, there have been a lot of games that have uh, taken up this point, and uh, they've been a lot of fun to play, I guess, for the Japanese. I have yet to play any of those, but something that comes close are the Super Robot Wars games, and I've always liked the interactions between uh, the different characters um, from different Gundam series and other mecha series in those games. So it'd be a neat OVA or... Uh, kind of a, a little fun fun jaunt to see uh I, i'm not against it at all but uh chris what are your thoughts on this i i have nothing to say about this i i support it completely <laughs> oh my I'm, god oh my god <laughs> i'm i'm all for uh increased levels of violence especially against children and in particular against keo oh i see the angle here i see the angle oh my gosh uh, uh, he's been stumped everyone <laughs> well, it's it's not necessarily a dream dashing, but it, it's more something of a way that he can um, see his his long passion of Keo getting what he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would venture to say, Chris, if this game did come out and you were able to buy it, you'd probably be uh, first in line on that release date, I would say, right? Huh? I, I would fly to Japan to pick up my copy. <laughs> Like, just that. Play Asia, forget that. I'm coming over to get it. <laughs> you imagine, you imagine the conversation on the way on the flight over. What are you going on there for? Oh, I'm going there for business. Chris is like, no, I'm just going down to get grab this Pick off a, uh, a game where I can beat up a small child who annoys me and fly back. <laughs> and fly back to America. America. I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> I'm there. Hit it out. <laughs> First chance you get, you haven't killed. Get bright slept. Oh. <laughs> Every mission. <laughs> I even have him get shin slapped. Oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> well, good stuff, good stuff, and uh, thank you for the submission, Di- Gundam Lagan. It was a uh, that was a very awesome uh, uh, a hope and dream. Uh, if anything, I hope to see it come true someday. So and, do I. Uh, indeed, indeed. But Neo, back to you. 
All right. Well, uh, that's it for the news and the Hopers and Dreamers corner. And uh, like I stated earlier, two segments today, the fifth installment of Pat Labor Roundup, Pat and the Labor Movie 2. And then we'll be doing uh, an extended mailbag cleanup, fourth quarter cleanup. So there won't be any mailbag in the um, in the last segment of the in the closing segment of the show. So um, I guess if there's any if there isn't anything else, we'll go to the next segment. And you're listening to Gundam at MHQ. They smelled bad on the outside on upcoming superhero movies. Scott, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Why? <laughs> because there is another movie that we must discuss. Oh, what's that? Man of Steel. Oh, Man of Steel. Okay, I'm th- th- for to say that. Here's my thoughts on Man of Steel. It's Zack Snyder directing Kryptonian on Kryptonian violence. And as much as I'm annoyed that they're recycling a Superman villain we've already seen on screen. And that there are plenty of Superman villains we could talk about. But he was the best Superman villain. This is going to be the best Dragon Ball Z movie ever. <laughs> I have no frame of reference for dra- for Dragon Ball Z. Please check our website at In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Who shot you in the ass? Who? That who would be you? Me? I shot you? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I was shooting. Yeah, I, was, I did a lot of shooting. I mean, but I, I, I ain't saying I shot you in the ass. I mean, I, I ain't saying I didn't shoot you. But gun Damn! Somebody shot you in the ass. Tell me about it. to Gundam at MHQ, and it's time for the Pat Labor Roundup. God, two in a row. Oh two episodes in a row that we actually did Pat Labor. Unprecedented. I know, I know. This is 
our fifth installment in it and the penultimate one. So this time we're discussing Pat Labor Movie 2, and since we weren't able to get Dalo to join us last time to discuss the second OVA series, we've got him this time for the movie. So welcome back, Dalo. Thanks a lot. It's great to be here again. All right, so uh, I'm going to jump into it. We are switching gears because the universe of the TV and the second OVA is done for. We're now switching back to the original OVA slash movie universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the depressing universe. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, it's like the movie gets, uh, the Bad Labor universe and the, and the movie universe gets depressing after <laughs> movie two. <laughs> well, if you want to get that way, but hold your horses there. So <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into it. Go on, Chris. This movie uh, picks up three years after the first movie. So it's now 2002, although this movie was made in 1993. Oh, yeah. Alternate and, universe. Yes. The alternate future that never was, sadly. Damn. So in uh, the last three years in this universe, everyone has sort of gone their separate ways. Unfortunately, the Ingrams have been retired and replaced by a newer police model, the Clash Buster. Mm -hmm. You got uh, Asuma and Noah there doing um, testing on prototype labors with Shinohara. Uh, Shinobu stepped up and is now the acting chief of SV2. You have Oda. He went off to become a uh, labor instructor at the police academy, and uh, Shinshi is there. Too. Yes, <laughs> Shinshi is there too. And as you can expect, Oda is an absolute nightmare. <laughs> that would even I think would even make Arlie Ermy uh, quick with fear. I'm about to say shades of Sergeant Sergeant Hartman. <laughs> and then you got uh, some people still doing the same old, same old. Shige is. Uh, Seemingly, the head mechanic now looks like Sakaki finally retired. Uh, Hiromi's still hanging out with his chickens and stuff. And Goto is there just being Goto. Mm-hmm. So that's what's happened in the present. However, the movie's epilogue was actually set in 1999 and uh, introduces us to a character named Yukihito Suge. He was a UN peacekeeper on a mission in Southeast Asia and uh, came under attack and was forced to defend himself even though he had orders not to fire. And it was all for naught because uh, whatever was fighting, whoever was fighting in that war ended up uh, beating up the UN. And quite badly. <laughs> yes. So... Things get off to a pretty quick start when a uh, jet fighter blows up a bridge and sets off uh, sort of a national panic because it's a uh, it's an F-16 and uh, there's a question of what are the Americans doing, but the Americans don't know what's going on. And then uh, some other incidents slowly building up, like um, the hacking of the Japanese radar system with three uh, ghost fighters that aren't there which they send out some interceptors to shoot down, but nothing's going on. And as Goto investigates, he comes across this intelligence officer named Arakawa, who gives him the skinny on this guy, Suge, who uh, was part of the military and now has this right-wing nationalist group that is uh, setting off all of these um, attacks and uh, all these fear campaigns as part of their agenda. So as the investigation continues, we find that uh, Suge actually is a former lover of Shinobu. So very obvious, close connection between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And in essence, the story of this movie, if you look at it, is an expanded remake of the two-part episode from the first OVA series. Yes. 
where you had Goto's old college buddy, who was a right-wing nationalist, setting off this attempted coup to take over Japan. And this is sort of the same thing, although Suge's goals seem a slightly different. Yeah. So most of this movie, in contrast to the first one, focuses on Goto and Shinobu with quite a bit of uh, serving of Inspector Matsui on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't get to see as much of uh, Asuma, Noah, Oda, all of those people. They really only sort of come together in the end when um, Suge makes his move. You've got the police and the military squaring off against each other. You've got... Um, Suge's forces blowing up bridges, communication towers. They blow up all of the labors at the SV2 station house. So all of the uh, current and former members of SV2, they go into hiding. They bring out the good old Ingrams and power them up with body armor and riot guns and all this fun stuff to launch an attack on Suge's island base. Mm -hmm. And in the end, of course, they take him down. So uh, I'm going to move into our thoughts on the movie. So, Dala, what are your thoughts on Pat Labor Movie 2? Well, I think it's my favorite entry in the in the Pat Labor series, if only because it's such a different tone in comparison to, like, most of the series up to that point. Like, especially considering uh, we just went from, like, the TV show and the OVA. Mm -hmm. Then you go into the movie where it's a completely different in tone. And rightfully so, considering it's done by Mamoru Oshii, so it has all those Oshii-isms in them, like <clears throat> seeing musical montages of scenery, which is always good to see, and the music is is always is always good. I, I really like the opening part where they're doing the, the checkup on uh, labor data with Noah and uh, Shinohara. You guys know what I'm talking about, that musical mm -hmm. montage of, of the gear up with the credits. That's probably one of my favorite parts, but I could go all day about the second movie, but I think I'll pass it off uh, off right now just to give somebody else a, a chance to talk about their thoughts. So, uh, Paul, why don't you go? Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, it's um, movie two. Um, yeah, like you said, it definitely has a different tone uh, than especially the OVA and the television series. Um it's it's strange, but it's also nice to see it where, um, like you said, we, we go to, you know, really the main story is with Shinobu uh, more than like uh, something dealing with Noah or uh, Asamu or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's definitely kind of a uh, it, it's got definitely that suspense because you're trying to figure out, especially if you've never seen it, you're trying to figure out, wow, who, um, you know, what's who's doing this and and how are they able to do all that and you know granted at the end not everything's explained which is which is kind of which is fine um you know it, it it is it is nice to see all that but you know especially you know some of the standout moments is is like you uh, chris had stated when they uh the ghost fighters and they brought out the interceptors and stuff you're like man you know what the heck is going to go on here and are they going to fire if they do fire and there's nothing there where's the missiles going to go and, um, you know, from that point on, we see that there's just uh, fear and, and confusion within the SDF forces. And that causes them to basically impose like martial law later on, um, you know. But I will say, um, you know, I watched this movie a couple years ago when it came out on the Blu-ray 
And um, if you're looking for the, a balls-to-the-wall action film, this is not the, it. I mean, there's a, there is some action in it and some good stuff, but, you know, there's going to be a little bit slower parts to it. And uh, like you said, it does have a lot of those uh, signature things of uh, Mamaru Oshii and, um, you know, a lot, a lot of... Including a basset things. hound. Oh, yeah. Including <laughs> a basset hound. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. For no reason. And... Um, Birds, you know, a bunch of birds flying off. Yeah. It's like Albert Hitchcock stepped down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... the repeating and the repeating video over and over again on multiple screens. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, going from And uh, also my personal right. my personal favorite when you know that point where they're uh, where they popped in that the uh the v- into the VCR the tape of the of the plane and they're l- getting all real close to the television and yeah. you see the camera just looking at them. Mhm. Favorite of the show. That might be slightly autobiographical <laughs> of, 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 of Oshi in the editing bay. Uh, Oshi loves doing those uh, up close, distorted view shots of people's faces. That old fish eye lens. And especially yeah, that, that changeover to the, you know, you, you see one scene of action, then you see it like through the surveillance camera and, you know, sometimes through multiple uh, views of the surveillance cameras. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, overall, it's it's a it's a it's a good entry, you know. If you're looking for continuations of uh, the OVA series and and the you know of of the, the TV sh- series in tone and stuff like that, um, you're really not going to have it here. But it doesn't mean that it's not good. So, but uh, Chris, back to you or Soul Bro? Soul Bro. Man, I'll tell you what, it was like hitting a brick wall. Shifting from the TV show to this, <laughs> not that that's a bad thing, but it was quite the shift. I, I know when I, I first started to watch this movie, I actually passed out, but I tried to. I made the mistake of trying to watch it late, and I, I fell asleep. And then I, I I watched it a second time throughout my workday, and um, you know it was very staggered and 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 um and fractured the, the way I watched it. And then finally I watched it again last night straight. And um, I got to say, I really appreciate this movie. Um, I. I can give or take some of Oshi's work, but um, I, I love seeing the Pat Labor characters represented like this. First off, the animation is gorgeous. Wow. <laughs> Watching this, I mean, it's definitely a... Uh, the, the first movie looked a lot like the OVA, which was, you know, great in itself. But this, of course, it transitions more into Oshi's style. And, you know, you got people on the staff that are working on this movie, like Satoshi Khan, um, rest in peace, and um, other other luminaries in the anime scene. And they, they really make this movie kind of like a, a, a very subtle study of, uh, of, of the SV2 uh, gang. And, and, and um, to see them, you know, to see small moments where they make little cameos here and there and to see where their lives are. It, it's actually pretty interesting that even though they're not connected, the TV show kind of foreshadowed some of the, uh, the futures of some of these characters that are actually displayed in this movie, like... Oto becomes a drill instructor, and um, Shinobu eventually moves up to be the the commander of SV two. And um, you know, well, one way to interpret it is that it is a possible future that the TV show could end up being as absolutely, absolutely. And it was just neat to see a lot of the a lot of predictions come to pass in this movie, even though the net, uh, the universes aren't connected. Um, to see Goto actually, you know, take up the majority of the screen time in this movie is it was 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 a treat to me because I love that character. And to see him try to uh, to solve this mystery and not be trusting of the guy who came to deliver uh, 
the information about uh, the, the coup that was going to be happening. Uh, Chris, what was his name again? I'm sorry. I'm sorry you lost me. I wasn't paying attention to what you were saying. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, delicious. <laughs> I'm multitasking, sir. Oh, multitasking. No, it's cool. The, uh, hey, uh, I'm, hey, I'm listening and eating clam chowder here. What's your excuse? <laughs> the intelligence agent from, um, from Arakawa. From Arakawa, thank you. Thank you. The guy with the lazy eye. <laughs> and man, was it lazy. Um, the fact that o- uh, uh, Goto didn't trust him at all. Um, was 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 you know very telling of his character you know he and he, and well he shouldn't have since yeah. he was part of Suge's group boy he busted the shit out of him too at the, <laughs> what a satisfying scene and he tells him you know I'm I'm a, I'm a police officer and I'm here as a police officer but I appreciate the conversations we had I just I, 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 every every turn Goto's character is like the anime version of uh, Columbo easily <laughs> easily man I, it's it's definitely a treat to see him but um. Yeah, this, this movie had a lot of telltale signs of uh, Oshi, like the the study of animals, uh, uh, the bird being a focus in this. And I, I, I'm not sure what the the metaphor was with the bird. Uh, maybe it's uh, flight. I honestly don't know. But uh, you know, the the fact that you do see pictures of birds everywhere, and and the end scene was straight out of a uh, what's his name, uh, John Woo movie, <laughs> where uh, Shinobi's walking through the field and all the birds are starting to take off. You know, it's just gorgeously animated and, and it's something that just screams of uh, Oshi. But another thing I liked about the film is that we got a, we got a little bit more insight on Shinobu and uh, that they, they went and expanded the fact that she did have a relationship with someone. And um, we, we learned a little bit more because watching the TV shows in the OVA, we really didn't know much about her except she was just a, the, the cool commander of her own unit. And Goto's uh, Goto's foil uh, in in a lot of cases, but um, yeah, I, I just I I love the flow of this movie. It's slow paced. One of the scenes that really got me was when uh, Shinohara and Noah, which are you know they're barely in the movie, but when they uh, when they do have some scenes together, I love the conversation when they're driving back to Tokyo, and um, uh, uh, Noah she goes on to say that she doesn't want to be the known as just a girl who loves labors. You know that's one of the reasons why she's going back. You know to kind of prove to herself that she's she's very duty duty oriented and I, I love that shift in her character it kind of shows that she's maturing so um that was that was neat to see and uh I'm trying to think of anything else uh gosh just one other thing but i forget what it is now but i really love this film and uh i i i thought it was an excellent uh addition to the pat labor universe and i'll turn it back over to chris all right well uh for me this was my second exposure to the Pat Labor universe because I had picked up many years ago on VHS the mm-hmm. two movies as a blind buy. Mm. And uh, I dug both of them. It's definitely a contrast from the first movie, which was a technological thriller, to now this one is uh, a political thriller. And re-watching it recently, it reminds me a lot of um, what was later done with season two of Standalone Complex. Yes. Damn it. That's what I wanted to say. Go, go for it. Damn <laughs> You know, in in mood, um, just the tone of the story, the fact that you've got, you know, these people inside the government and outside the government who are conspiring to set these events into motion to play out and fit their agenda. You've got um, Suge, who for for an antagonist uh, is barely in the movie. You've got him in this opening scene set in 1999 out there in uh, the UN peacekeeping mission. You've got the one scene that he shows up in on the river with Shinobu and doesn't even really say anything. And then Mm -hmm. you've got the confrontation where she arrests him at the end. So it's like he's not even a force of a character. He's just sort of like a force that has set things in motion. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's definitely not a a must 
mustache twirling villain and <laughs> you can see based on on his like his dis- the stuff that he does say that he does seem to be very sincerely motivated in what he's trying to accomplish mm-hmm. but he's just horrendously mistaken in what he's trying to do he's in it more than the villain in the first movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's least, that's at, definitely true at least he could take definitely. that he could, he could take that away <laughs> yeah uh i think well, there's they some actually interesting arrested the guy <laughs> I, I think there's some interesting uh, debates here between uh, Goto and Arakawa talking about uh, the fraudulent peace versus the truthful war mm-hmm. and this idea that Japan built its prosperity among, you know, on the, the war and the suffering all across the world, but is, it distanced itself from that as though it's a peaceful country that has nothing to do with those things. So I think it's some good uh, food for thought compared to some of the uh, simplistic ways that these issues are handled in other shows like, say, uh, shows that shall not be named. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Too soon? <laughs> no, the, the other previous show that shall not be named. Oh, oh that oh. one. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> well, we'll leave, it, we'll that leave that where it is. <laughs> so I appreciate that... Um, you know, they give some some points about this and, you know, the Goto counters Arakawa's argument that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a fraudulent peace to to war any day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even if we do live in a fake peace that's built upon war and suffering, the the war that Suge is trying to engineer is just as much of an illusion. It, it, it turned out to be. And um, even though I mean, I, I guess his intentions were to, to have it be a warning uh, to Japan, you know, just in case the worst happens. But at the same time, he's no he's no better for actually engineering it. Well, it's yeah. more or less uh, trying to get the Japanese people to be a little bit more proactive than yeah. anything. Absolutely. And outside of the story, this movie definitely has a lot of Oshiisms. The uh, the Basset Hound, <laughs> the uh, minimalist soundtrack by Kenji Kawai, which I really, uh, really love, especially in this movie. And in the, um, the songs that play during the montage sequences first, when Goto was taking his trip, down the river and uh, later when you see the montage of all of the soldiers occupying Tokyo. Yes. That, 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 yeah. I, I like those shots a lot. It really those helps. Are def- those are definitely standouts. Uh, especially it gives you a chance to appreciate the animation, especially if you watch it in Blu-ray. Yes. This movie is outstanding in Blu-ray and uh, unfortunately that Blu-ray was never released here, but uh, is, it is available through methods. Methods, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. That's for sure. But it's worth it in the end. Hopefully, so, someone will get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Hey, Discotech. Wake Discotech. up! You guys like to license tons and tons of stuff. Throw a bone here. Absolutely. I know. I know. Silver's probably happy about GTO, but come on, give me something here. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the only one. I know other people are happy about that too. It, it, it's Chris's turn. <laughs> So continue, Chris. We're taking over. Go ahead. So definitely, uh, it's a big, big contrast from the first movie and even from the TV show. Not heavy on the action. The action that we do get uh, is pretty satisfying. Yeah. You shades know, shades uh, of Jinro. <laughs> definitely, Oda, of course, does not disappoint being a reckless gun maniac. <laughs> And only he would just blindly rush in and start shooting at uh, crazy, unmanned, heavily armored tanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
uh chernobyl got to have some action which was nice and we got to see uh this universe's version of unit three which is a lot cooler looking than the really stupid unit three from the tv series yeah <laughs> which has this really dumb looking head it was more, it was more so a prop in the tv show <laughs> yeah so it also gives you know, us a chance to actually appreciate like uh shinobu because before now we really didn't get to see shinobu get in action like like Hanukkah and the mm-hmm. other female characters in the show mm-hmm. so that's one thing i think i really appreciate about this movie where we get to see shinobu get her hands dirty a little bit because yeah, usually she's all prim and proper by the book but uh you know when her back's pushed up against the wall and it's uh you know shitty guys at the top of the police department were just covering their asses and pushing their own agenda she basically tells them to shove it all up their asses which i was very glad to see good stuff and, 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 then, and then you got your favorite thing at the end female pilot there you female go pilot. Exactly. Icing, on the, icing on the cake <laughs> this will this will help uh, get a, a a female pilot main character for gundam yes yes <laughs> Uh, based on the last show, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Well, we also had Noah. <laughs> and Kanaka. She may look like a boy, but... <laughs> yeah. And Kudagami if she wanted to. T- if she wanted to. See, it's all falling in place. There you go, man. That's oh, anyway, man. enough of Neo's unrealistic fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> should I have submitted that to the Hopers and Dreamers corner? <laughs> yes. You should have. Another thing I enjoyed about this movie was uh, seeing a lot more of Matsui because he always pops up here and there to do uh, Goto's dirty work investigating out in the streets, and uh, he's got a lot to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when he, uh, when, he, when he gets handcuffed to that pipe. Yes. <laughs> I, I like the fact that when he, uh, when he appears and he calls up Goto, the only way to get the attention of the guy, he, uh, they, didn't, they didn't show it, but you could tell he basically busts the pipe over into this guy's uh, <laughs> in his windshield just to get him to stop, and he borrowed his cell phone. The look on that dude's face, too, was priceless. <laughs> I'm sure he has insurance. And hey, Matsui's a resourceful guy. You know, you're chained to a pipe, so what do you do? You're about to pipe and take it with you. Hell yeah. <laughs> Plumbing. <laughs> so um, we'll just go quickly around. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, starting with Dalo? Um, it's my favorite. Like I said, it's my favorite entry in the series of the Mamoru Oshii uh, uh, stuff that he's done. I would say it's probably my favorite, even more so than Ghost in the Shell, which if i remember right this was like a few years before ghost in the shell am i right yes yes so so this is like pre still pre ghost in the shell uh a movie so it does still stick with me and it's again like i said the animation is just absolutely beautiful so if you want your detective story and political intrigue uh this is where you go for it so just uh make sure you bring up some popcorn and stay awake (laughs) and don't come in and expecting uh robots blazing yeah, don't don't go into the, don't go into this expecting this to be a typical uh, Gundam show. <laughs> this is far from it. It takes its time. So, yeah, so that's bro, basically any, all I have. Any final thoughts? Uh, um, I would say that this is definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a huge Pat Labor fan and you've never seen um, any of the movies. Um, this is this is definitely enjoyable. If you've enjoyed Standalone Complex or any of Oshi's other work, this is definitely worth a, a sit down and 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 you'll you'll enjoy. Uh, just how the movie flows and how subtle it is. Um, if I was to give it a rating, I would probably give it four Basset Hounds out of five. Oh, you still want Basset Hounds? Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, um, yeah, I would say pretty much 
the same thing that everybody else has said. I mean, it's a very good movie. Um, if you're expecting uh, what you've seen in, in other Pat Labor shows or even other Mecca shows, then, yeah, it's definitely not going to uh, have all of that. It's still going to have some action, but um, does just because it doesn't have that doesn't mean that it's not good. And if you like kind of these political suspense thriller you know, who done it type of deals. This is definitely something uh, you like. And, you know, it's got the background of uh, being set in an alternate world of uh, mechas and stuff. And um, I would say for my rating, I would give it four out of uh, flying away seagulls. With no poop in sight. Yep. <laughs> no poop in sight. All right. Well, uh, I would say in closing that if you are a fan of Amuro Oshi or um, you enjoy standalone conflict, especially second gig, then you definitely want to check this movie out because it is absolutely a kindred spirit to second gig. Mm-hmm. And I would give it, as I did on my review, four and a half out of five right wing nationalists. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so if you want to uh, get your hands on this movie uh there are the aforementioned methods for (laughs) the blu-ray uh it was originally released on vhs and dvd by mangler i would not recommend that dvd if you see it somewhere because it's not anamorphic widescreen and it's really bad quality yeah it's awful what were they thinking yeah Uh, it was not released that's for sure exactly it was re-released on DVD years ago by Bandai Visual USA. It was um, their first release along with uh, the Pat Labor movie, the first one. Oh. So, And it is anamorphic widescreen. They did do a fancy special edition, which you can probably find cheap for now. It used to run $90. There was also a standard edition. So they're probably around if you look on um, Amazon or eBay for old copies. Otherwise, there's the uh, you know methods version. Mm-hmm. And whatever version you employ, uh, I would highly recommend doing so to uh, watch this movie. And, uh, of course, we can hold up the hope that someone, Discotech, will license uh, Pat Labor again. Uh, yep, somebody start up the campaign, send letters and stuff. It's time for that, it's, it's time for that petition, y'all. Well, I don't want to turn this into the Hopers and Dreamers corner part two, so we will. Uh, Aww. Aww. We will. Uh, That's wrap my favorite segment up. of the show, outside the main segment. Hey, uh, hey, Dalo, you want to join us uh, again to talk about uh, monsters and, and and other stuff? No, sure. Why not? I'll talk about monsters all day, especially since it's Halloween. Oh, I'm all about monsters. <laughs> well, this won't be quite on Halloween, but uh, since that wraps up this segment, we're actually uh, next time hitting the end of the Pat Labor Roundup Ooh. with a, a double feature. We'll be discussing both Mini Pato and Wasted 13 Pat Labor Movie 3. Nice. Nice. Send it off in that. fine fashion. So tune in next episode for that. Now we're going to take a quick break and be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Damn. You got to be a stupid mother to get fired on your day off. Just how outrageous 
are the hosts of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Bulma, brief, from Dragon Ball Z, is such a tease. Anime. You're going to go over to Master Roshi's house every day, wearing your little short shorts, your little sexy tops. Addicts. But you're not going to let him tap that ass, even though he wants to tap it, and he gets nosebleeds all the time. Anonymous. He's 500 years old. The man can't die till he gets laid. Let the man rest in peace. All I gotta say is, Master Roshi's sperm count is over 9,000. Podcast. Don't miss a moment. Tune in at aaapodcast.com and iTunes. I can't believe Game and Morph gave Gears of War 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? You need to fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only covered major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news, big and small. And don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop and second opinion. So stop by secondopiniongames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Happy birthday. Oh, I'll say. Well, you could say thank you. Thank you. Gundam, Jim, what the hell is the matter with you? Other people have birthdays. Why are we treating yours like a funeral? Bones, I don't want to be lectured. Gundam at MHQ, and as Neo mentioned at the top of the show, it's time for our quarterly mailbag cleaning, and we're going to start, as usual, with the voicemail questions, which you can leave for us at 305-792-8324, or 305-SWATFAG, if uh, that's easy for you to remember, <laughs> and uh, be sure that you leave your name, unlike our first caller, who, who left a self-described rambling message. <laughs> yeah, we don't know who it is. Guys, I grew up on um, Toonami. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 22. Fixing to be 23. Uh, I remember coming home from school, running into the, uh, the back room, turn on Toonami to watch Roni Kenshin, you know, Dragon Ball, Gundam, Big O, all those stuff. And I can already tell in your faces probably you're looking at, oh, he's going to talk about Toonami again. Well, not so much. My question here is, I've been always a bigger fan of Star Wars. I own my own Star Wars role-playing forum. I, um, you know, I have my own Star Wars podcast. I even have um, a whole room in my, uh, my house dedicated to Star Wars. It has posters and, and everything in it. But getting to the point, I've noticed through my love of Star Wars that Star Wars seems to be one of those genres of you know, science fiction and stuff that, that tends to permeate through the ages, let me just say that. Meaning, if I have kids, my kids will be into Star Wars because it appeals to them. It appealed to me when I was young, 
And I was just wondering, what do you guys think it would be a key for anime to stay alive with um, the youth today? And I don't mean any specific genre or um, any specific anime in particular, but just generally speaking, what is the key for it to stay relevant, even even in Japan? I don't even know if it's faltering over there as it is over here, because I would hate to see, you know, I work at a game store, I'd hate to see Dynasty Warriors Gundam just not show up anymore. And basically my question is, how would you guys put in place, I don't know, keeping anime relevant? And uh, thanks guys so much. Sorry for the rambling on. How does anime stay relevant? Well, I don't really have an answer for this because I am a 32-year-old 32, 32 American male and what I think makes anime relevant is completely irrelevant to what Japan thinks makes anime relevant. At least you understand the irony. <laughs> so honestly, I, I have no answer because anime is made for Japanese children and teenagers and uh, I am not that audience at all. So what I think is relevant, again, has no bearing on what they think is relevant. I think it sounds like a dodge, but it's, it's just the truth. I think as long as anime uh, continues to tackle all sorts of genres and types of stories, it doesn't pigeonhole itself into one form of entertainment, kind of like how animation is perceived here in the States, um, you know, where it's just something for kids to watch and, you know, only slowly over time people are starting to realize that, you know, you can do more with the with the, with the the uh, medium. Um, I would like to see anime stay as diverse as it always has been, and I think that's how it always will stay relevant. Well, um, I do kind of agree with Chris. I, I, I mean, it, it's hard to say how would stay relevant but to his kind of point to the caller's points in his voicemail um a i was wondering when star wars became its own genre and uh b uh he stated that you know when he has kids or whatever they're going to be into uh star wars and stuff and he was saying oh it's going to be um you know it's 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 gonna you know kids are going to like it no matter what and i guess he's trying probably thinking of it when he has children in the future but a lot of people as kids and stuff um, you know, we usually share the same likes and dislikes that our parents have, especially when it comes to like movies and stuff. So I think that that using that as an example doesn't really, you know, it, you got to kind of look at it that way. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think with everything there's cycles, uh, you know, life cycles of things and, you know, all of this has happened before and all that will happen again. Yeah, <laughs> kind of pretty much. I mean, there, there'll, there, I'm sure there'll be a, time in the soon not so far somewhere in the future kind of whatever uh that anime will become mainstream again or, or kind of more mainstream or something like that i don't know so but yeah that's my answer word <laughs> all right well we have um a next message who comes from a regular caller who did leave his name, Nasty Nate. Get out. <laughs> who says... I got a quick question, or two quick questions. First off, I was want to know if there's ever been an anime that you watched surely uh, based on the mecha anime relationship going on. Like, for me, it would be like Macross. The only reason that really kept me going to that show is like I just had to know how the love triangle ended or, or Eureka 7 where, you know, how is this going to end? It just that, like, a, like an anime show that really kept you going with the relationship. And uh, secondly, it's, uh, it's kind of a question I asked a long time ago, but I kind of, now that I have the voicemail set up, that I can kind of word it a little bit better because um, it wasn't really quite the answer I was looking for. I was wondering if, um, how do you guys balance keeping up with the news between like games and anime? Like, do you tend to keep more update for video games or for more for anime? You know, because it can be kind of hard to 
keep up with everything. So how do you decide what's more valuable to you? All right, gentlemen, any mecha shows that you watch for the relationships, Soul Bro? That's one of the reasons, uh, as you mentioned, Macross, that was one of the, the things that made that show different um, when I when I first was exposed to it. Um, that, uh, that definitely is one of them. Uh, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Easily. Uh, I love the dynamic between the team members in that show. Any show with an ensemble cast where characters interact and you get little focuses on them and you see how their, their relationships relate to others and, and things from their personal lives that you get to find out is a pretty uh, pretty neat window right there. Um, we just talked about Pat Labor earlier. That's another one where in the TV series we get to just see how the, the little quirks of how the characters interact with each other and their relationships and whatnot. Well, I think um, he might have been talking more about specifically romantic. about romantic relationships because he specifically brought up Macross, shippers, so. shippers, ships. It's time to ship, y'all. Um, uh, G Gundam. What shows do you? G Gundam is uh, one of those where you see a relationship build over time, where it starts out as, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, you know, Domon and his girl Friday rain. And then, you know, you see that the relationship grows into more than just a friendship. And up until the fact that they just admit their love for each other towards the end, it's a nice development. Uh, Some shows that uh, kind of missed a mark on it. Uh, 8th MS team, that whole thing between Aina and and Shiro. What? You don't think that was the truest love that was ever true, truly, truestly? That's too, it was too mad love for me. and uh, <laughs> It was just a little too sudden. Um, and, and also uh, 0083. What the hell, dude? <laughs> mad love. So I'm, I'm, I'm picturing now uh, Ina as Harleen Quinzel. <laughs> and Shiro is the Joker. <laughs> That's a scary picture. It Why does he go mention 0083? I mean, um, that's... that's that, that's how, that, that is a definitely it done wrong. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll toss it over to Neo. What, what, what are some of your thoughts, man? Yes, what do you um, watch for shipping? For what? Mecha show? Usually if it's a mecha show, uh, it's just the relationship's a bonus. I mean, I don't think I've really ever gone into watching a mecha show being like, oh man, I wonder if these guy, this guy and this girl are going to get together or whatever like that. I mean... It, in the because I mean let's be honest most mecha shows the interpersonal relationships are pretty crappy and I think it's only a bonus when you get situations where um, you know they they actually end up being good so I mean I can't I'm not gonna sit here and lie saying that I go in there looking for it because usually with a mecha show I don't so so you came there for a space opera not a soap opera yeah I mean you know I mean let's be honest usually most mecha shows are action oriented war dramas and stuff like that and you know it's like I said most of these shows don't do relationships like that very well and it only makes these it makes a lot of these shows better when you have great war drama political intrigue you know action and stuff like that and then you actually have like cool you know people have relationships and they seem normal and and you know as a relationship would develop and stuff like that so um but i'm not going to sit there and say it for a mecca show i'm actually oh gosh you know i can't wait to see oh i see these two people here i hope they get together that's the whole reason to watch this no it's because wow this mecca show looks pretty awesome and you know earth got destroyed and there was this big like monster mecca and you know that's that's i'm it's pretty simpleton but I mean, that's that's why why you subscribed. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) can't really say much more than what I said, so I won't. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pull uh, a Mitt Romney and agree with both Solbro and Neo. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because on the one hand, 
Uh, I do agree with Neo that most mecha shows um, are not focused toward romance, and a lot of them that try to don't develop them very well. But I will agree with Solbro that uh, I followed the romances that were in the original Macross and G Gundam. I'll also throw in SBT Lasner because I was curious to see the romance between uh, AG and this girl, Anna Stephanie, who went from being lolly to post-timeskip love interest. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Because I, you, you don't see that uh, too often in uh, in mecha shows where a character starts off as a lolly and then there's a time skip and she's aged up to be love interest material. Nice, nice. It's like it's like cashing in that nest yes. egg. <laughs> that that's that's and that's a sad point for the pedo bears because that's when they're like, oh, this is the best 14 episode show. And it was 50 <laughs> episodes. Well, she stopped being a lolly. She too, grew up too old. Yes, too old. <laughs> All right, so moving on, the second part of his question, um, how do we keep up with anime and mecha news? Well, my answer for this is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, open up Chrome, click new tab, <laughs> and then click a new tab again, <laughs> and again, and that's it. Man, um, for me, it's Twitter. Uh, Twitter is like the, when I, when I jump on, I, I follow a lot of people who uh, report video game news and anime news. And um, I, I've got the feed going all day, so I'll see when new stories pop up and check those out. Um, as for a balance between the two, I, I guess mine slates more towards games than anime. Um, but, you know, I still check out anime articles pretty regularly. You mean game. What's that? You mean game, video game, not games. Oh, well, I mean... Yeah, it, you, just, you just worry about one video game. Oh, you're too funny. <laughs> I'm just saying... I, I do I do I I do check news on on just the gaming scene. Yeah, because because Soulbro yeah, is going to be all about Halo Four. No, and, I, I'm not. Uh, but like, you know, I, Assassin's I, Creed Three, and yeah. I don't ignore the fact that these games exist. I no. just don't subscribe <laughs> to them. No, you pretty much do. <laughs> I just know my place. <laughs> you know what? Poker players don't play pinochle. <laughs> yeah, they can they can respect the game, but you know they play poker. All sorts Where? of variations of it. What's that? A lot of poker players play bridge. Maybe they do, but they don't. They don't make money off of it. (laughs) (laughs) Neither do you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I I, I used to, but (laughs) that was many moons ago. Many moons. But Um, uh, I I keep up with um, uh, the the, uh, news by my hard work that I put in in the news bureau. Uh, preparing for each um, for each show, so that's how I keep it going. In other so words, hard. you just let everyone else do the work for you. Oh no! <laughs> In other words, you're a slave driver. In other words, you're a moocher. No, uh, Foxconn. I'm Foxconn of uh, journalism. The Foxconn model. <laughs> Unpaid masses, dude. My pity. <laughs> As Bill Burr Especially- says. Especially children with very small hands. <laughs> as, as, as Bill Burr says, you, you, your submitters, they jump out of windows into nets and bounce back into the windows <laughs> when they've gotten too, too tired of uh, submitting the news and they lose their minds. So, uh, and when they're all in Australia, they've all, they've all been locked up. Yeah. Oh, snap. And I guess when it comes to, I don't know, rich news, I follow more. I kind of go and waves like you know sometimes i tend to read a little bit more about video game stuff and sometimes it's a little bit more about anime i mean it's just i think it kind of depends what mood i'm in um so i know that's maybe a cop-out answer but it's kind of kind of the way it is so 
All right. Uh, we're going to now move on to the regular old mailbag, which you can leave questions for in the MechaTalk thread. Old oh, mailbag. So starting off is Stagrider, who uh, originally had an age-related question but said, I'll give you guys a break from that. Oh, thanks. He asks, what are your favorite Gundams or mobile suits from non-animated material? For me, it's the Advanced Wound Ward EX from Advance of Zeta, Flag of the Tetons. Ooh, sure. I, I haven't seen that one, so I can't. I can't. I can't remark on you, that. You, you can't see something that's not animated, Soul Bro. Well, it, isn't there line <laughs> art or something? Yes, it's on this <laughs> website called MHQ.net. You might have heard of. Well, I've got to look it up. <laughs> yes, I think that you should. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> so, Soul Bro, what's your favorite Gundam or Mobile Suit from a non-animated side story? I do like the um, RX uh, 78-3, which is in the... The uh, G3. The the G3, yeah. I like that one. Um, What's that that short story? It's Gundam um, Sentinel? The Sentinel? I've seen models of the Sentinel, and I think that's really... The S Gundam? The S Gundam, yeah. Um, I I like the the color scheme for it. It's like blue and white, at least the one I saw. Gundam, that's blue and white. Hmm. Yeah. I I mean, it's like like mostly... Blue's my favorite color, so... To see it rendered in that was uh, was was pretty nice, and I like the design of the of the of that of the S Gundam. So, and if, if blue is your favorite color, then why aren't you uh, mentioning some Tetons mobile suits? Teton, Tetons mobile suits um, that that haven't been animated. Yeah, that are in like say, oh, that one you haven't seen, Flag of Titans. Yeah, exactly. On website. Well, well, let me. Let me I'll, I will. I will go check those out and and scope those out, and um, maybe I'll be able to expand upon this answer later on. But uh, any 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 thoughts, Neo? Oh, uh, the, the since I'm a news man, the uh, the the news gunned up or the news astray. The news. <laughs> but that and uh, I I do like uh, uh, the the G three uh, from the novels because you know it's it's a Gundam, but you know from the description and everything, and then you know from some of the models that you see, you can see it's a you know looks more like a military vehicle. Um, you know, I can, I can only imagine the news astray has a Larry King custom. With uh, with suspenders that turn into laser whips, <laughs> beam suspenders. Hell yeah, suspenders. Dude. Engage beam suspenders. <laughs> Where am I again? <laughs> I'll throw out there mine, which is the Gundam F ninety. Oh yes, because oh, it's yeah. a uh, it's a it's a really cool design, especially the uh, GFF. Yeah, I forgot about GFF this. for the F ninety is really really nice. Not a bad model. And I'll give honorable mention to uh, RX seventy eight origin version. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. With wow. the with the gun on the on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yes, with the attachable yeah. shoulder cannon. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, although you know, at, at time of this recording, it hasn't been animated, but maybe one of these days. Maybe um, one of these. We've days. already had that segment. Uh, we have. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that'll, right. that'll, that'll happen when the seed movie and turning on blu-ray or turning that, on dvd that's the talk <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right next we have haro meister who says hi what do mm-hmm. you think about having a female pilot as the main protagonist in a gundam show oh not this question oh oh <laughs> will it work what mobile suit would you give to her do you want to include fan service p.s it cannot be a moe pilot thanks uh, they, they both, thanks both. for that Thanks for the restrictions, bub. <laughs> that doesn't okay, uh, let's hear from Wolverine here. What, what do you think? <laughs> the only way I want a, a female pilot is Jean Grey. <laughs> Jean! Jean! 
a hot psycho redhead? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'll subscribe to that. <laughs> uh, I, I just can't. I'll, I'll, if you want to see this done right, I'm sure it's going to be when Pacific Rim opens. So uh, hmm. we'll, just, we'll just go with. Like, what was it, Chris? You had stated before it took a Mexican director to put a Japanese woman in American production with the black English actor supporting actor character, right? That's yes. how that works. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Toro, Del Toro pulled people from everywhere for that movie too. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see that. Can't wait. Um, I know for my uh, female protagonist, if they, you know, just just in shorthand, if they could get someone like the major to be a, a lead in a in a Gundam series in her own mech, man. Dude, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised you didn't want alternate uh, alternate universe um, mobile suit Zeta Gundam. Whatever. <laughs> the big what if it's killed emma sheen has to take over the zeta gundam Ooh. What, if, what if emma survived and then ended up being the pilot of the double zeta oh man oh man it's so never that, gonna happen does that, does that wait would that mean then that uh that haman wants to have sexy time with her that would be awesome yeah, there you go <laughs> And all of a sudden, Captain Hankin is now a black guy from Florida. Brother, that would be the perfect storm. <laughs> That's how they rewrite it. <laughs> Search and replace Captain Hankin with Captain who, who likes Who likes to play old video games from the 20th century, the old era. Nice. <laughs> and on top of that, I would have Emma, I would have Emma pilot the, the double Zeta for like two episodes and say, enough of this bullshit. I'm back in the Zeta. <laughs> Actually, and finish up the rest of the show in that suit. That would be the joint. Bro would have an adult version where Emma would just pilot topless the whole yeah. time. Woo! There you go. There Final you go. battle topless. It's like you're inside my just head, like, dude. Just like the uh, the topless uh, topless division in Gunbuster, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or the my- bikini girls in Victory. <laughs> yes. My apologies. Anyway. My apologies to all the ladies. Listen, all two of you. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I think that a female seriously would work. Oh, yeah. uh, story-wise, it just won't happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree, too. Marketing-wise, it just won't happen. <laughs> what mobile suit would I give her? Uh, whatever. Uh, hey. Would I want fan service? Yeah, it's, you know, I could, I could take some standalone complex-level fan service. I think that'd be, that'd be or, good. Um, or the Russian chick from Moolove. Oh, uh, you mean uh, Total Eclipse? Or Total Eclipse, I'm sorry, yeah. Yes, that's, that's fine, too. Moving on. We have Uncanny Cyborg 27. Wow. Who says, I admit that I've been pretty late in discovering this show. Mm. Well, what the hell's your problem? Oh. <laughs> you sounded like Casey Kasem there for a second. Like, this is a long distance dedication or long distance discovery. <laughs> it has steadily become one of my favorites because it features hosts who are pretty eclectic and can cover a huge swath of nerd topics in a mature and cogent fashion that betrays none of the telltale autism spectrum we tend to see in some corners of the fandom. I've got, I've got a request for. A special woman out there who is in my heart. No, he didn't say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Have any of you guys ever played Destroy Gunners or Destroy Gunners 2 Iceburn for Android or iOS? Granted, it's not a perfect experience, but if you haven't tried it, I highly <laughs> recommend it for phone-based mech-destroying action. For a game that costs $4, it boasts a ton of customizations and weapons options. I... Mm-hmm. Tried it out and it's all right. It's nothing special. Well, I turned this over to you guys because I don't have either of those oh, yeah, platforms. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh. Oh. 
I, like in that uh, that Windows Phone 8. Oh, wait, you Ooh. don't because your device can't be upgraded to Windows Phone 8. I'm sorry. No, no, it can't. And that, and I, I won't be venturing to 8 in my next phone. That's for damn uh, sure. How many, how many games do you have there for Windows Phone 7? I got Fruit Ninja. <laughs> oh, you got Fruit Ninja. Do you have, um, do you have Angry, Angry Birds? Uh, actually, we finally got that a few months ago. Oh, you oh, just got it. Well, do you have, have uh, Welcome to 2011. No doubt. Do you have uh, Jetpack Joyride? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I haven't even looked. The, the, the game selection is pretty depressing on Windows Phone 7. Do you, do you have the snake? Do you have the snake? I, 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 again, I, I, I oh, have no idea. You know, a game you probably have that we may not have, Chris, is Minesweeper. Minesweeper. Yes. Oh, no, oh, wow. Wow. And Solitaire, I'm sure. Preloaded. I will say this. I, I, I tried to download the new Panzer Dragoon game. That's on Windows Phone 7, and it damn near killed my phone. So, <laughs> I think, uh, buddy, you might need a Nexus 4. Uh, I might just need that when, when my <laughs> when my contract is up. I'll be looking. I'll be definitely looking at Android phones. So, uh, it's it's a it's a long wait till then. All well, right, you don't, Neo? you don't want the superior maps of uh, <laughs> iOS. <laughs> Why am I over here? I actually live here. Why is it showing me here? I don't live in the Pacific Ocean. Why is my house in the graveyard? <laughs> why, why is it showing me in the Pacific Ocean? I'm down this. I'm a few blocks from it. It actually did show me that when I first did it. I was like, why is it showing me in the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I haven't tried it. So There you go. Next, we have another question from Stag Rider who says, Hey, Gundam crew, I was wondering if any of you guys remember the series of Lego sets called Exo Force that was about giant fighting robots. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember it in so much as I know that it exists, but it came after my time when, when I played with Legos as a kid. So Yeah, yeah same here. Enjoy it. <clears throat> And most most I remember seeing commercials for it, and that's about it. All right. Next question comes from K173, who says, Another question for the Gundam 3. As you guys probably know, the new space battleship Yamato 2199 anime has been out and airing in Japan for a while. And for those who don't know what it is, it's basically a near-identical remake of the original 70s series with up-to-date animation, new voice actors, but otherwise same visual design and even op theme song as the original show. Wow. Number one, if any of you have seen the show, do you like it? And do you think doing this kind of verbatim modern remake of a classic series adds any real value to the franchise, like drawing in new fans or just a big budget cash grab? Uh, I have not seen it, so I cannot comment. Therefore, no comento. Wow. On paper, it sounds wonderful. I haven't seen it myself, but I I look forward to checking that out, Um, especially in light of uh, Sir Matsumoto's uh, knighthood. So if anything, I, I, I owe him that much. Uh, it's on my list of shows I want to watch, but um, I haven't. So I haven't seen it at, at this point. So all right, uh, question number two: Do you see other animation studios following suit, doing literal modern remakes of any other classic mecha or sci-fi series? And if so, would you? What series would you not mind seeing reanimated, but otherwise left unaltered, story and visual design-wise? I got one perfect for this. Oh, go ahead. Mm. Votomes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. the Killing Fury. Of Shiriko Kubi needs to be brought to TV screens for all the children of Japan to enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and 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 new and new crisp animation where you can yes. definitely see you know the bones and stuff being broken and sliced in half as uh, this as that poor guy in the scope dog is getting ripped apart. Yes. Yeah, Shiriko Kubi is anime Liam Neeson all day. <laughs> Ripping through towns. Uh, Captain <laughs> Harlock, I'd like to see. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be cool. I, I'd love to see, you know, as long as they don't change anything up, it, you know, if they want to do it in new animation, I would love to see in just beautiful animation, maybe even slightly, um, you know, digital uh, animation like the Arcadia and stuff like that. So that'd be pretty damn cool. I know for me, we've talked about this before, but I would love to see Dunbine uh, done one more time and just have a different take and um, play around with the story elements. But I would love it to look have the same character designers and mecha designers and, and just put a, 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 so old, I, a new spin on an old classic. So I can just sit there and laugh at the patheticness of the Black Knight even more. <laughs> the Black yes. Knight. No, you're burn burning. No, to, no, I don't know this, man. <laughs> to, to answer the first part of the question, do we see uh, other companies uh, doing little modern remakes? Um, if stuff like Yamato's successful, of course. You know, businesses want to do what's successful, so they'll follow the trends. I guess some people could say uh, Sunrise has been doing it with Gundam for, what, 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> some people would argue that, yes. So <laughs> animation, too. They've done a lot yeah. of uh, reboots of uh, mecha series like... Uh, Magenzer, you know, with uh, Magen Kaiser and and Mazen Kaiser and and uh, other mecha shows. Uh, Maga Booga, God Booga King, Booga. yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Next, we have a question from Mister Bushido. Mister Bushido, who has a license. Oh, it's nice. <laughs> to what? License to what? Wrong. He has a license. Okay. To to ill. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's it. Uh, his question is, how would you deal with the annoyance of Keo? Mm. Say in this instance you are the commanding officer and you see Keo going about his nonsense. How do you proceed? Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> All right. So obviously <laughs> I need to answer this question first. You go for it. So um, there are many ways to approach this scenario, but uh, I would approach it from the most direct one. What's that? Like, oh, uh, Mr. Mr. Keo, so um, – so you gave the age device to the vegetarians in exchange for a box of uh, Tic Tacs, and they used the data from that to create a Gundam. Uh, okay, execution. Oh, goodbye. Damn. Good, goodbye. Damn. You are you have committed treason. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w- I would actually damn. do a variation of that. I would um, do the and, old. Uh, age FX oh. is officially reassigned to Flit Asuno. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I, I would I, I would do a, a variation of that. It would be a, a quick execution like that. But yet I would take the um, the, the 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 note uh, dumb you know the the take that a former uh, Gundam antagonist had it. I would do him straight up Alias sausage style that he did to uh, which one was it Johan when he just like uh, when he, when he walked up and yeah. jacked it he just walked up and shot that man in the shot him in the heart <laughs> clapped him <laughs> pretty much i would uh, yes i would i would shoot him in the heart uh, alias sausage style and uh, oh, no 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 i want see i, I would I would uh, make this a public event, and I would make oh, yeah. sure. I mean, you're, you're a sadistic <laughs> bastard, so that's why. I, I would make sure that his father is there to see this. Oh, yeah. I would drag out uh, Romari to make sure she sees her useless son that she Jesus. raised to be useless executed. Oh. I would have uh, I would have you Noah there to see her her nephew get executed. I would drag out uh, Emily so that she could see her grandson get executed and i would say to them all this is what happens when you don't listen to flit you bastards <laughs> and, and then once then, you would immediately uh would you immediately sterilize uh asamu and Romari so they can't reproduce again and then i would carry out the execution which is not firing squad 
Beam Saber Vaporization. Oh, man. The Victory Gundam special. Yeah. (laughs) So special. (laughs) Correction, the V2 special. Oh, my God, dude. Yes, that's my scenario. Damn, that's brutal. Hey, well, you're, um, you're a sadistic bastard and you hate him. I hate him, but I just would like to I, I, I would like to get this all out of the way. I just do him all the sausage style because uh, he, he was, uh, he was uh, crude, rude, and to the point. <laughs> I, 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 I can't bring myself to kill a child, um, although F- Flit has I, killed people for less. Um, you know, people who were, <laughs> who were, who were uh, vegan sympathizers and, and vegan collaborators. Come on, Sobro, let your him. hate out. Don't. Don't don't be don't be a pansy. Come on, I let would, it out. I would, I would bench him or put him in a grunt suit, and it's like you didn't appreciate what you had, bro. I'm, we're we're giving the FX to uh, we're giving the FX to DK's grandkid. <laughs> but you have to remember though, does does he stop being a child once he becomes a participant in a war? I mean, he's still he, still. I I I couldn't I couldn't kill dumbass Keo. He's dumb. He's just dumb, and he's gonna continue to be dumb, and there's no changing him. But I would have benched him the second you, he got back on you, that ship. You. I, I, I would have sent him back home to Earth with his mom. Maybe put him in juvie. Uh, I don't know until until he became old enough to realize the the the, the thing of his his. Mistake. Send him send him to baby baby booking. Yeah, baby booking, and and just say you know you're done, kid. You're done. And you did you you made a that stupid. That's Mike, Chris. Get him off there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's dumb. Let his father and and his grandfather put in the work. Put Flit in the FX, just as you mentioned, and uh, call it a day. And uh, let them win this war because this kid is just a liability, a, a, a complete liability. As ep- future episodes went on the show, but that's me. All right. So um, next will. up, we have a question, a rather a long screed with a single question from uh, one of our favorite Australian criminals, Mula Flaga. Oh, big surprise. <laughs> Long post from Moo, huh? Yes. This is the question for you guys to discuss. I know for Sobro, this is right up his alley and possibly Chris as well. Nostalgia, Capcom, and Mega Man. I've always been curious what your opinions are of the 94-95 Ruby Spears Mega Man animated series. Putting aside its flaws slash bad episodes, I thought it's a good series overall. The character designs were spot on to the games and better than the horrid Captain N ones. One of the interesting rumors floating around is had there been a season three, Proto Man would have defected due to bass coming into the series so what are your opinions on the series including neo if he has seen it that's it guys keep up the interesting entertaining podcast sorry about the length mr guanche p.s on episode 103 note with my bail bag entry i forgot tmnt since they have robots roadkill rodney's unicycle robots foot soldiers and cranked robot body mm. hmm. uh okay Mega Man cartoon yes no uh he mentions the soda I mean, yeah. if, if I if there was a hierarchy, um, yeah, the Captain N cartoon is bottom of the barrel. That Mega Man cartoon is not too far uh, ahead of it. I I watched it when it was on, and I got annoyed with every episode. It was produced by I think some of the same people who were doing the Street Fighter cartoon that used to air on USA, and um, some and and the Dark Circus cartoon. So I mean, you're just getting just just worse upon that. Out of the three, I think the Mega Man cartoon was the best out of the three, but that ain't saying much. Um. I I I like the voice acting in it, but that's about it. I, that's all I can really say in benefit of that. I saw an episode here or there, but I did not like what I saw. Yeah, it wasn't. No, it was pretty much the same way. <clears throat> it's Americanized Mega Man, and it's like, damn, I, the anime is better than that. So that's that's my quote. All right. Uh, next, we have a couple of questions from uh, from Dalo, who was just with us earlier. Oh, this hell episode. yeah! He didn't stick around for uh, get our answers. Oh. Number one, what are your favorite foods? Hmm. 
I I know mine is sushi. I love me some sushi. God damn. Um, that I love me some sushi. Sushi and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm Mr. Charlie. Man, I love me that sushi from Japan. No doubt. Hey, no people doubt. from Japan got some good stuff. It's called sushi. Sushi, lasagna, and um, what are you, Garfield? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, Do you hate Mondays too? <laughs> like to harass small yellow dogs <laughs> which i never got about him hating mondays the, the mofo don't work exactly <laughs> i'm so disgusted with garfield i can't stand that comic strip but um yeah. there is no truth in garfield <laughs> so, so the whole thing's just a the whole thing's just a dream anyway so <laughs> but uh outside of that um uh mexican uh just as a uh as, as a uh Mexican what? Food? Mexican or food. Mexican Chiladas, burritos, tamales, what? I like to I like to grind up Mexican people and eat them. Indeed, indeed. That that that's that's me all day. No, I, I like Mexican cuisine in general. Um if I had to pick something from Mexican cuisine. Well now Sobro, mm-hmm. here's the question though. What's up? Are you talking about real Mexican food or Americanized Mexican food? Yeah. Because there is a huge world of difference between the two. You know, you're right. It's just like Chinese food. I would have to say... Real Chinese. Uh, it's not yeah, it. Real, real Chinese food is not anything compared to... Uh, it, 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 in comparison, they're, they're like night and day. And same thing for Mexican. I have to say Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex. Uh, so, which is Americanized Mexican. Uh, I, I can't say I've had real Mexican food. So I, I, I Texas American. I, I got I gotta go with Tex Mex. So you're, you go, you're going for uh, George Bush food. George Bush food, Tex-Mex. I suppose. <laughs> I, that's no. the only damn thing we have in common. Hey. That's for sure. Hey, it, 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 my favorite food. I, I'm I'm with old W. I'm like some tacos. <laughs> I do. I like tacos and anything. Anything with Where's tacos. It's not. It's. I guess it's a food. But if you add it to most anything, it's awesome. Is the two favorite things of mine: bacon. Ooh. And um, an avocado. If you put avocado pretty much on anything, it makes it so much better. And uh, does it make hot punch Sundays better? <laughs> I haven't tried yet. But remember now, uh, Burger King had that bacon Sunday for a while. Oh yeah, that's never right. Tried it, but wow, yeah. I, I can't even imagine how that tastes. Uh, the, the Luther. I've actually eaten a Luther. Oh shit! Oh god! Oh oh! oh it's good. It sounds awful, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it looks awful, and I I could never bring myself to eat a Luther. Damn, son. Oh man, it's it's it, it looks it's it's delicious, and pretty much most animals, because like I've told vegetarian people, animals were put on Earth by God to eat, so and and they're so tasty. And- <laughs> If animals weren't so tasty, we would eat them. I know. I mean, the only animal I'm really not going to eat is a dog. But, I mean, if it was like World of and Apocalypse, like, you know, like uh, like Megazone 23 Apocalypse or something like that, and I was like, uh, a, you know, had was wearing tires and had a mohawk, then maybe I'd have to eat my dog. <laughs> but. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I, I like all sorts of foods i will just answer that uh, for now i love everything at the epcot food and wine festival from all over the world. <laughs> i would love i would just sit there and stuff myself with everything there all just, goddamn day just name off all the countries what norway mexico america okay I'll, 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 here's here, here's how it goes um I'll start off in Canada in the Great White North just feed me uh buckets of the cheddar cheese soup mm. i'll tell you what if you if you ever go back to epcot that steakhouse there I forget what it's called. Very good. Excellent, excellent steak there. 
Very good. Um, nice. What else? Uh, from South Africa, a spinach and cheese pocket, which was delicious. From France, uh, chocolate creme brulee. Mm-hmm. From South Korea, a pancake with um, hot sauce and uh, a bean pancake with hot sauce and shrimp inside of it. Oh, wow. Mushroom and cheese bread from Poland. Oh. Beef rendang from Singapore. Oh, it just keeps going on and on. It's like, just feed me all of this food. Intermediately. <laughs> I just don't care. Just give it to, give it to me. Everything. Everything. Nice. Hey, that sounds uh, like a that, that man. You're making me hungry now. Damn it, man! Hey, Wait. you're the one who can still head over to. Uh, yeah, you, I, you, yeah, I can. Go I there can. for dinner, man. I drive right across the <laughs> right across town. Yeah, <laughs> um, like seventy bucks to get. It. <laughs> it's more than that. Woo! For two, you like sweets? Oh, oh my God! Yes, I think I just answered that. Yes, I do. I I do. I've I've curved I've curved a lot of the sweets I used to eat because you know my weight, but um. There's two things that I'm kryptonite for. Um, sure. One is kryptonite or kryptonite? Uh, that, that, sorry, kryptonite. That's kryptonite to me. Sorry. Um, one of them is cheesecake. Cheesecake. Oh, yeah, good just, cheese. Wow. Keep me away from the cheesecake factory, please. Um, the, the other one is, uh, and I've never gone out of my way to do this because I know it would kill me, um, I, an ice cream cake. You know, like Carvel and Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> I, I've had dreams of having a fudgy the whale. I've never oh, had. Oh, you've one. had dreams of a Ryu uh, ice cream cake. No, yeah, that's right. Just splitting one, man. It's great. Ryu, Shoruken. And then we, uh, then we, then we, then we drag and punch the box just to finish it off. That. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I, I do like sweets, but I, I've had to. And, and quick, and then after you eat the ice cream, ice cream cake, you quickly call Wilford Brimley for your free diabetes. Nice. <laughs> I just go ahead and order that pack. <laughs> the British, not the British. My God, but yeah, that's my answer. All right, Neil. Um, yeah, I'm not a chocolate person, but if I'm gonna do like uh, sweets, it's gonna be like like Mike and Ike's, and um, I do agree on a, a good cheesecake is is always nice. And uh, Chris would probably this might I don't know, but being growing up in South Florida, a very good key lime pie <laughs> dude get out of my freaking head oh. yeah with a dollop of cream oh I my just had, i just had a delicious key lime pie last night and then going back again to epcot key lime wine yeah that's that's cheesecake's cousin <laughs> with with the real crushed graham cracker crust yes. not that other crap that people do but the when people actually take the graham crackers and actually crush them to make the oh if you if you were born and raised in Florida, you are required to love key lime pie. As far as I see it, and that it, shit is that shit is Holyfield. And it and it uh, and it you know it, it backs up its it backs up that boast. I mean, because it is that good. I mean, anybody that's never had good key lime pie, once they have it, they're going to be like, oh my god, this is amazing. Because yeah. it's Cause you got to get it just right. Because there's some people, yeah, that key lime pie is way too tart or way yeah. too sweet. You got to just have it perfectly bounced between the two. With a dollop of real whipped cream on top. Not Cool Whip or crap like that. Real whipped cream. Or um, also this one place I visited in Key West, they made key lime milkshakes. Oh. Yeah, I've had those. And and those milkshakes brought all the boys to the yard. I would OD on that. <laughs> I, 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 I loved that stuff. Anyway, we got to move on. Mm-hmm. Number three, do you think Blu-ray being in the same region as Japan was a mistake in the long run? <laughs> For the Japanese anime industry, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For so them, because fail. then they're like, oh no, we can't let uh, people reverse imports. 
Massive I'm, delays or dub only for those American bastards. <laughs> I'm amazed in in, in uh, retrospect they haven't created like some kind of a uh, sub uh, region uh, blocking. Like say for instance, if they can they could code the Blu-ray so that don't when give, don't give them American ideas. players, yeah, it, 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 I'm sure it's inevitable. <laughs> uh, that'll be coming out with uh, Purple Ray, the next generation. Exactly. Purple <laughs> Ray. It'll be the first and last time this happens. <laughs> Number four. What do you collect? I collect things that are collectible. Uh, I collect uh, anime DVDs, manga, um, uh, fighting games, as everyone knows. Uh, other than that, uh, those are the, the top things I collect. I collect Benjamins. There you go. <laughs> you I'm, straight, Dolo? I'm, st- I'm straight from the streets, man, and I just got one question for y'all. Where's Wallace? Where's Wallace? <laughs> I collect paychecks. Anyway, you all about five. the game? <laughs> are we boned when it comes to anime in the states yes, yes. apocalypse it's anime <laughs> apocalypse dude ne- in in five years there will never you won't be able to even get used anime dvds in america it's done it's over with dolo yeah. just just pack it up it's done just burn all your dvds yes and just cry in the shower yeah savor, <laughs> savor the time we live in <laughs> all right uh next we have a couple of questions from jay huddle who Ooh. says Hi, all. First-time poster, long-time listener. (laughs) First of all, I love this podcast and all of MHQ's podcasts. They keep me laughing all day. Keep up the great work. Number one, where has Troll gone? (laughs) M-Borts. He's on the (laughs) M-Borts. He's all over 4chan. You can find him easily. (laughs) You might say he's the very spirit of 4chan. Any part-times at YouTube. (laughs) Yes. And, and he spends also the rest of his time at Reddit. Woo! <laughs> and sometimes he does uh, reviews on Kotaku, right? Oh, damn! <laughs> yes. Number two, uh, this question's definitely for Soulbro. Mm-hmm. Why has Level 9 flipped the script and Shinjuku Station the movie's been removed from iTunes? And furthermore, why can't I download any of these off the Blogspot website? They're great, and I d- regret deleting them. I'd love to listen to them again. Well, Jay Huddle, I'm glad you asked. Um, I just recently started posting episodes of Flip the Script on uh, the YouTube channel for Shinjuku Station, which is easily youtube.com slash Shinjuku Station. Uh, I'm gradually going through uh, every episode and breaking them up into parts so that people can listen to Flip the Script again. And I just got a great suggestion from Dollar Relance to put them up on archive.org. So look out in the future and you'll see the MP3s for, the, uh, for those shows again up on archive.org uh, and I'll, I'll update the links on the Blogspot websites respectively so that you can download them again. So just uh, why were they uh, why, why were they removed from iTunes? Is it because a- AppleSoft? Uh, no, I mean, no. Apple uh, doesn't like them or something. Maybe I'm, yeah. AppleSoft. All... Why am I saying that? Because <laughs> they're like Microsoft now. <laughs> they they were all hosted on Mevio, and uh, oh, after, after we after everything got upended from there, that's when they stopped being available on iTunes. Yeah. So that is, uh, I've been trying to find a home for them that doesn't cost any money since they're not currently running. And um, now I found a home for him thanks to, to Dalo and YouTube. So I'm definitely going to get that taken care of. All right. And uh, the last question, Sobro's man for Beast Wars. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Since Chris, you're the one who has seen it. Uh, who do you think my man is in that I seen, show? I seen Beast Wars a long time oh, ago. Oh, snap. Well, have at it, you guys. I, I, don't, I can't think of anyone that 
weakly and wimply <laughs> and cowardly and useless that would qualify. Starscream, maybe? Yeah, Starscream's no. Ghost? It, it's it's actually one of those. It's actually one of those shows where everybody's you know you have some sniveling guys, but they're not like just all weak will. I'm gonna say like, the human caveman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is every once in a while. Yeah. Oh, no. I forgot about him. <laughs> Let's live with Troll. <laughs> All right. Next, we have some questions from Highest Metal. Oh, right. It says, number one, what are your favorite non-mecha anime? Mines are Detective Conan and The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya Season 2. Oh, boy. Oh, I guess you must love that Endless 8, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, favorite non mecha shows, uh, uh, Rurouni Kenshin, uh, Tenjo Tenge, uh, I don't know, some other stuff. Um, what am I looking at? Outlaw Star. Well, no, that's kind of mecha. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just kind of looking at like one. I just opened up my cabinet here real quick. <laughs> You're looking at your DVD collection <laughs> like I am. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm looking real I had to, hard. I had to open the cabinet where my TV's under. On Damn, my, is, my DVD collection is not in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> I, think. I had to walk across the living room here to find it. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I, to, 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 to save Neo some time, um, some of my favorites are Yu Yu Hakusho. Which is my favorite shonen series. Um, uh, my favorite anime uh, of all time, though, uh, outside of Mecha, is Video Girl Eye. I love the manga and I love the OVA, the short OVA series that came out for that. That is definitely one of my favorites. Um, two others are Master Keaton, because I, I love uh, works from Urasawa. And, um, sorry, Kaze no Yojimbo, because I think it's an excellent adaptation of, uh, of the Yojimbo, Yojimbo movies. And uh, I think it's very well done. But uh, those are some that I could definitely name. I'll throw out uh, One Piece mm-hmm. and uh, Galactic Heroes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Mein Kaiser. One faux shizzle. <laughs> <laughs> any, any other ones, Neo? No. All right. All right. Question number two. Every mobile armor from every Gundam show and manga are attacking your town. You have to choose one mobile suit. Can also be a Gundam to fight them off. Turn A, Moon Eye Butterfly wins all. <laughs> P.S. Turn A and Turn X are down for repair, so no Moonlight Butterfly. Damn! (laughs) It's like they listen to the show. Damn it! (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Um, I'm going to go with Zeta. That's that's, that's definitely the first suit I'd pick right off the bat. I'd get the armor. No, I'd take the... uh, The White Wolf had a custom of of the Zeta, didn't he? Yeah, the one that he that he rammed into the uh, the new type pyramid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Damn it, <laughs> I, that was I, useless. I, I, I like the design of that though, but I guess if I had to go with the Zeta that stayed intact, I'd go with Amaro's. I would hire Chirico and a scope dog because it'll work somehow. <laughs> Actually, I'd hire Chirico and in a scope dog, and then I'd I'd uh, buy a couple extra scope dogs and strategically put them around there. So as he blows up one, he could just jump in the other one and kick ass because uh, <laughs> he could do it. If there's anyone that could, it would be him. No, you just get Chir- Chirico and any mechas that are on site. <laughs> Chirico and the Jew egg. Woo! <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll take the double O riser because oh, I want to be an innovator. And uh, I want to confuse everyone in naked space. Nice. Yeah. nice. That's a good one. Great tactic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Next we have Yokozuna Bulldozer who says, hello. Oh, shit. Number one, <laughs> picture yourselves in an alternate 1980s where Gundam oh, no. is an American cartoon that aired every Saturday morning. Oh, man. what would the show be like overall? Oh, oh, oh man, oh, uh, horrible! <laughs> it'd be it'd be what Dooselbots or whatever the hell that show no, was. No, 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 you no. Know, you know what it exactly would be like? What's that? Take GI Joe and search and replace all the characters in GI Joe with Gundam characters. So all the Zeon now are like Cobra, and they're all from Eastern Europe and Russia. And then every <laughs> and then everybody from the Federation is gonna be. Um, you know, like uh, Bright would probably be like um, I don't know, maybe Duke, and then yeah, yeah, uh, Armoro would probably be what uh, shipwreck or something. Who knows? I don't know. No, but Rio would probably and, be shipwreck. So horribly sanitized. Like, oh man, it's awesome yeah. that Rio was able to parachute from his core fighter before it yes. crashed. <laughs> before it crashed. Yes. Yeah. The Magella attack, which which Hamon also ejected from. Yeah, and 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 it, and it would still. have it would have all the subliminal Cold War propaganda. Yes, that <laughs> <laughs> that you would need. Here, the core commander, he'd be like, you would you you. you oh, I hate you. Yeah, geared. Yeah, geared. Would be covert commander. Fuck it up. Castilian would be the Baroness and stuff like. Oh my God, it'd be it'd be awful. It'd be so, so ridiculous. It'd be so awful. It'd be probably interesting to see someone do this. <laughs> Somebody animate this. Let's let's see how so, bad this would be. Man, uh, I, I would imagine the 1980s Gundam playing off of the the hype for Transformers. So you would have these Gundams that would be sentient talking to each other and it just getting into goof, <laughs> goofy ass adventures. Well, <laughs> oh, I mean, he, the RX seventy eight does look like Optimus Prime. Yeah, so. would have, and, and the lead, the lead Gundam would be the same color scheme and voiced by Peter Cullen. <laughs> that might be kind of cool if it if it ain't broke. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, the, the, either that or um, you would have a as, as you say a kind of a a GI Joe riff where you'd have more Gundams in that show than you would have in G Gundam, except the show would be lame. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's either or. They would definitely play the 1980s sensibilities and just not work out. But Chris, uh, any thoughts on 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 your concept? Uh, it would just be horror, generically horrible. Nice, nice. Or be like a John Hughes film. <laughs> oh snap! Never, never, never. All the day off. <laughs> Don't you forget about me. <laughs> you can't you can't drive the gunman in reverse. To- <laughs> Remove the miles. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Gundam. <laughs> oh, it's, no, it's Armor Ray's Day Off. Oh, nice, nice. All right, uh, number two. A- a- actually, take- he'd, he'd be he'd be Andy Rogers though. He wouldn't be Armor Ray. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, or Ken. Number two. What other takes on Gundam would you like to see? Here are a few examples: Steampunk Gundam, mm-hmm. Techno Organic Gundam, Sentient. Sentient alien tech Gundam, Ninja Gundam, Tolkien-esque fantasy Gundam, etc. I'll take the easy answer, all of the above. <laughs> but haven't they all been kind of done? Like, Not Ninja exactly. Gundam would be more like, gee, more Kung Fu. Steampunk's turn A. 
Yeah, but, but think if you had like like a freaking like uh, Sengoku era Gundam show with uh, Ninja uh, Gundams. Yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be pretty I, cool. I, I I would say Fantasy Gundam with Wizard Metal soundtrack. Nice. Oh, there you go. There you go. It comes together. <laughs> I, I would uh, I would like them to go full uh, full retard. I'd like to go. I like them to do. <laughs> what? Uh, I would like them to go full retard, and um, I would like them to do. Uh, a World War Two Gundam, World War Two, like just uh, anachronistic, like oh, the technology like, is there, uh, and just have World War Two Gundam where the Nazis. You already had the, that. It was it was called MS Igloo. It was called MS Igloo. Yeah, but I mean, just like I said, full retard. Let's just get let's just throw or, it all in, baby. All in. you want, tension core. That's <laughs> what you want. Core. Basically, tension. man, uh, just 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 uh, axes versus allies, man. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got an allies protagonist that pilots a a, a Gundam made from the uh, you know semblance of technology back then, and then you got uh, all these wicked looking mecha from the uh, from the from the Axis, and they just go at it. And uh, the last episode is the all out Dukeru with uh, Adolf Hitler. So you know what you know what you do <laughs> mm-hmm. to make it not full retard but just full awesome. Mm-hmm. World War II Gundam through the lens of Inglorious Bastards. There you go. Oh, <laughs> oh the Berju? Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh I want 100 Zaku scalps and you ain't leaving here till I give me my Zaku scalps <laughs> I see we got us here a Mexican standoff that was not it <laughs> <laughs> the whole show directed by Quentin Tarantino that, oh, oh my god a, a Quentin Tarantino directed Gundam show <gasps> where can I pre-torrent this god dang <laughs> Ooh, maybe maybe um Maybe a, a Django one, like based yes. on based on the old Western, not the new film coming out by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> All right. Oh, that would be awesome! Uh, Some guy amazing. like Armor dragging a coffin, oh, man. <laughs> and he opens it, and it's a Gundam. Whoa! Nice. It's big. <laughs> okay, so uh, next we have a question from Exia L two, who mm. says. Hey guys, long time listener, first time poster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wondering what Heart. qualities and personality traits you guys prefer in your ideal league character for an anime, or for that matter, Gundam. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Cartman crossed with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> so I don't want uh, useless, uh, blind wimps, especially harem blind wimps who don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. that 20 girls want to screw them oh yeah um i want people who are willing to do what's necessary to get the job done yeah uh so uh more, more shiriko less kyo <laughs> <laughs> I, I i would like to see another setsuna but this time with the personality or more of a personality and not the effed up uh origin story um just someone who's capable uh willing to get the job done and do whatever it takes to uh to 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 win you know to 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 win for his side and um you know as long as it's within reason but uh a character that had already got through all his hangups years before uh when it comes to this series he's dealing with problems on the fly and he's able to adapt and adjust and um his character develops as it goes along i'd like to see someone who's just well centered so basically uh, the exact opposite of your sobros men hey there you go man Laurent. <laughs> i just want Laurent shahak again let's go i have Two words for you, Roy Foker. Oh yeah, true. All right. I want I want my pilots to be ace pilots that are womanizers and can battle drunk. 
Just the only thing you got to keep away from them is tropical fruit, i.e. pineapples. That's right. Keep that away from them. Keep that shit off the menu. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm with Chris. Uh, what I don't want in a pilot, um, when did we end the age reviews? See that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I don't want. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we have a couple of questions from the gatekeeper. Wow, it's been a while. Who says, I'm a huge Mega Man fanboy, and I'm not ashamed of it. But Soulbro, mm. this one's for you. Each installment, the original NES Mega Man games. DLC before DLC. What? I'm, I don't understand what that means. I guess he wants me to break down uh, the NES games. That would take too long. I, I will say this. Uh, I, 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 my favorite Mega Man game from back then is Mega Man 2. I enjoyed a lot of them. I played all the way up to Mega Man 10. So, yeah, all the uh, original Mega Man games. I played each one of them, but two, three, and in some ways four all stand out in my mind as some of the best ones. All right. Uh, next, did Spike and Vicious really die at the end of Char's counterattack? <laughs> no. No, man. They, they, Not at they, the end of Char's counterattack, no. They retired and, and moved to Costa Rica. And did Amro <laughs> and Char really die at the end of Cowboy Bebop? Oh, you bet they did. No, they saw past their differences <laughs> and they talked it out. That's what happened. <laughs> Bang. At the end of Cowboy Bebop, Char and Amro did that. Yeah, they saw past And, and they both uh, ran off with Julia. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They worked it out. Yes. He says, the Votomes live-action question was talking about Hollywood. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, next. <laughs> what do you, yes, yes, I'm aware that I've posted this already, but I didn't have these pictures last time, think of Kojima's new direction for Zone of the Enders. Here's the new Jehudi. Anubis? I think my avatar is the new naked Jehudi. Arjet? Hmm. So he has links there. You can see, like, the funky, like, monster-looking yeah. orbital frames. I have no problem with it. I'm open for a different direction. As long as the game is good, I don't care what they look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks medieval as hell, man. It's pretty pretty cool looking wow next do you, any of you guys watch the show dan versus i do it's really good shuffle mm-hmm. through a million friendship is magic episodes on the guy before you reach about two episodes of dan versus <laughs> it's the perfect blend of jokes that can appeal to multiple if not all demographics i've never seen it but i used to keep seeing advertisements for it when i would fast forward through commercials on transformers prime exactly it's like i, I know I, all i know is it's on the hub that's it <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's just it's some show that seems to be about some guy who is a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I know from watching the commercials. <laughs> oh, okay. Next, what are your takes on the new RoboCop design? I've heard people say that it's too much like a suit of armor and not enough like an actual robot. I think it's all right, but there's just something about the original one. I'm not impressed uh, too much. I'm hoping it's like a starting design and mm-hmm. that it evolves into something else later on. But then again, there could be a lot they do in post because if you look at um, like set pictures of Spider-Man's costume from the new movie, it doesn't quite look the same as it does in the final version. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt until then. Yeah. I've got to wait to see the trailer myself. I, I, whatever they do to it in post might change all our minds. So I'm waiting for that. Yeah, same here. All right. And Chris, do you think Bruce Campbell would make a good Roger Smith? He's Ooh. got the chin for it. Uh, yes, if it was uh, like late 80s, early 90s, Bruce Campbell before he got fat. Yeah, Army of Darkness would be would be the cutoff point. <laughs> yeah. But Burn Notice era Bruce Campbell, no. He's still awesome. He's just not still awesome, just yeah. not in the same way. As I, see, I wouldn't cast him for that. Just like I wouldn't cast him to be Ash now. So it, for that for that Evil Dead reboot. So yeah. actually, I would rather if if he's talking. I guess Roger Smith, the Big O. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd I'd have Robert Smith from The Cure. <laughs> that would be my take. 
who knows? His design might have been based on him. So uh, at least some of it. I don't think so. Well, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Next next we have a question from from Kei Katsuragi that uh, has a bright red warning. Oh, Uh, hey. What is this? Warning. Capcom question. (laughs) However, this extends to Chris and possibly Neo. Mm -hmm. I was never that big a fan of Capcom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But the franchise I love to death from them is the Breath of Fire series. Have any of you played any of the five Breath of Fire games? Yes, I have played mm. uh, the original on Super NES, and I loved that game to death. I do, too. I think it's a great game. Part 2 was hard as sin, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I haven't played them, so... Sadly, since Capcom uh, basically told this franchise to, to go fuck itself, we will never have any more ever again. <laughs> oh, really? It's kind of just whatever. Yeah, well, they've done that with a lot of the franchises, particularly like, eh, we don't do RPGs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we do great things like uh, Resident Evil 6. Oh. <laughs> Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Oh, man. <laughs> Ultimate MPC3. Uh, no, that's a great game. I don't, I don't care what you say. <laughs> Okay, Final um, Fight Streetwise. Oh, that's terrible. I'll be right there with you. Look, I'm, I'm not afraid to uh, to point out their uh, the, their bad games at all. And I, I I am more of a fan of the works they put out in that, the 8 bit and the 16 bit era than than what they developed to. I still have a fondness for Capcom when it comes to the games I played prior and the fighting games that come out now. But um, you know, I'm I'm not a blind fan. And 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 at the end of the day, I, I can I can still call them out on the mistakes they make. And they've made a lot. So, <laughs> but uh, onward. All right. And second question, only for Soulbro. Have any characters from Breath of Fire appeared in any Capcom crossover games? In very small ways. Um, I know there's two examples. Have you ever played the uh, Capcom versus SNK Card Fighters games? Or, I'm sorry, SNK versus Capcom Card Fighters? There's cards of the characters from Breath of Fire in there, and they have little bios for them, and that's pretty cool. And you see them in the backgrounds of some games. One of them notably was. Uh, a super gem fighter. Um, you, there's a stage where it just keeps scrolling, and there's a ton of Breath of Fire characters in kind of a, in the survival mode of that game. You'll you'll get a kick out of seeing them. Um, outside of that, those are the only two examples I can think. Well, of. don't forget the reverse crossover mm-hmm. where you had the uh, secret appearance of Chun Li in the first Breath of Fire game. Yeah, that is very true. I totally forgot about that. I did that years ago, and yeah, she was she made a cameo in that in that first game. That was pretty neat to see. All right, next we have a question from Arbiter Gundam, mm-hmm. and he says, have you seen the trailer to Macross FB7 yet? And if so, what do you think of it? Please click on it so I can get paid by Macross World. <laughs> Is that, he really says that? No, he oh, did not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I'm like... <laughs> well, we already addressed that in, uh, in Neo's yeah. news, so next. There you go. Now that the trailer to Iron Man 3 is out, what do you all think of it? Neo, did you do a little dance of joy? From what we saw in the trailer, what do you think the movie's going to be like? Oh, and Chris, you called it all the way back in episode 54, and you were right. Tony's house does get blown off the cliff. Damn. Damn. Did you really say that? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it does, in fine fashion. <laughs> well, it almost yeah. didn't, too. It, I mean, he almost blew it up himself. But. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I, I should note, though, that this was posted in September, but he just edited it now to uh, reflect the, the new trailer. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So before it was just, you know, there was no trailer. No, I didn't. There's no dance of joy because I didn't 
I never doubted it. I mean, I've been saying since even before the first movie came out that I think it was going to be a good movie. And uh, so, and it, it looks amazing and I'm sure it'll, um, I'm sure it'll be as good as, uh, as it looks. And I mean, you know, we, we, we know from just the past Iron Man movies and, and the Avengers movies that, you know, the performance of, um, Robert Downey Jr. and you know all the the mainstay characters that we've had in the past few uh, movies is going to be good and, and going to be on point. And uh, the the fact that um, you know you have an Academy Award winning actor as the uh, as as the Mandarin, I'm sure that's going to help out too. Even though what was it maybe a year ago when people were like, oh Ben Kingsley, why is he in Iron Man three? <laughs> Maybe they should have brought out the anti Hulk instead. Oh, <laughs> anti Hulk! <laughs> Always going back to the anti Hulk. It all comes back to the. I can't wait to see the anti Hulk in Avengers two. <laughs> I know. Versus the Hulk. Oh. Versus the Hulk. <laughs> Be a quick fight. <laughs> but um. Yeah, Kingsley has always been hit and miss in a lot of his movies. Even though, yeah, but uh, when he when he's on the mark, man, he's on the mark, and I certainly hope he brings his all to the to the Mandarin. I, if, if anything, I'm I'm glad to see he's in it. Isn't that always like a lot of that though, based on the writing? I mean, you can have yeah. the best actors, and if you have garbage writing, um, no matter how good of a performance they do, it's just going to be garbage. You, you so. need great writing and great directing, and and, and an act and a, and a director that can can direct actors properly. And as long as you, this movie has that then i have no fear about this movie that trailer does get me hyped for uh, next april is, is the director's directing is that kind of like detectives detecting shit and indeed stuff like that no, Detect- okay. detectives that detect detectives, <laughs> got detectives over here detecting stuff mm-hmm. natural police oh that's that's a uh that's a that's a bad boys 2 reference man indeed. detectives over here detecting shit <laughs> all right so Next, we have a question from Angel Wing Zero, who says, "Have you guys seen the previews for the new Demon Tastic Zone of the Enders Three? What do you hmm. think of the change in the aesthetic theme in the last two games?" Well, we just answered that, so yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to our last question of the episode, mm. which awesome. comes from Turn A Binker. Awesome. It says, "Hey guys, <laughs> my brother was watching Space Runaway Idean, and it's got oh. up to episode 26." Saying that the show has been good and claiming it is one of those animes that you don't quite see nowadays. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an understatement. I myself haven't seen it, but have heard of it from <laughs> you guys, for example. My question slash request is, along with that request for the reviews of the MSG novels, unless you've decided not to do those, will you be doing a review, maybe a roundup segment of Dan and its two movies? Uh, yes, we will in the future. Oh, that means we got to rewatch the series, though. Oh, that means rewatching those first twenty episodes. Oh man, those kids! Yeah, those... <laughs> and and it's and you know the way we're sounding, it's not the joyous thing. <laughs> Surely I will destroy the giant god today with this mecha. I blank, blue. I blank from the buff clan. We'll take down the giant god <laughs> with the group of Damn you, giant god. They need to cast y'all for the dub. <laughs> the dub that will never happen. That's what those first... Well, you went very uh, very Garmin there with the... Very, very damn you, Sharktopus. <laughs> damn you, Jay God! Damn you, Sharktopus! <laughs> Last question is, in your opinion, what's your example of someone whose love for Gundam, Mecha, and anime is taken way too far in their lives? Well, I think that's a very obvious choice. Uh, uh, yeah. 
freaking the freaking firebug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that pyromaniac that burned down his mom's house just because this to get back to her uh, at her about Wait, about yeah. destroying. Yeah, that's that that takes that takes the cake. I mean, I, I met some overzealous fans, and you know, but I compared to that. Yeah, but there nothing. I, you can't beat that. It's like I can't think of any other example that outshines that or comes close. <laughs> Yeah, that 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 probably is probably the <laughs> the crowning achievement of um, of a psycho fan is um, well not only that but if if you ever want great examples you just go on uh, YouTube and look at you know whatever new video game or something the rants on that that's always fun. Mm-hmm. See, oh, um, the battered wives of Star Wars. Those are those are always those are always the best too. Hate you, George Lucas, but every time you release something, I will buy it. But I hate you. <laughs> they keep coming back. Oh my god! <laughs> they hey, hate everything hey, this man hey. does. But oh, so this bro, is the you ain't one to talk because you're the battered wife of Capcom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you, yeah, I was not see me. You, you guys do not see me buying every game from Capcom though. Just just the fighters, just the fighters, man. And because uh, you, I, all you care about is video game. Yeah, video <laughs> said a while back. Care about video game. You guys suck so hard. <laughs> hey, you walk into it every damn time. I walk into that buzz all every day. And uh, show can corroborate that though. Oh, all day, man. Don't, don't even let don't even let Shoji Romero get started. Don't let him because he 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 will outdo both of you. <laughs> he will anyway. kill me publicly. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that will bring an end to the questions, and uh, you might say to yourself, but hey, there's more questions after this that you didn't ask. Well, we want to leave some in the pot and not overdo it so that we have no questions and have the opposite problem. So yeah. we're going to leave some unanswered to uh, keep the pot uh, I mean, fresh. Yep. But I mean, you have left, do you think? And well, we're caught up to, to this month for now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're at least in October 2012. Nice. Oh, that's good. So we've so, left ahead. We're somewhat modern now. Yes. <laughs> We're more modern than Solbro's phone. There you go. There you go. It just got Angry Birds. <laughs> Was it even Angry Birds Space? It's just, it's just straight up Angry Birds. I don't know if the other variations are on there, but at Angry Birds, I can definitely attest, is on, on Windows Phone 7. If the other ones are there, then they must have just arrived. Hey, guys, we just got this awesome new game. It's called Tetris. <laughs> it's on Windows Phone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I actually wonder if, like, the uh, Microsoft executives, if they use, if they actually use their Windows Phone, or they just carry, they just carry it around, or it looks like it's on their uh, on their belt clip, but when they're like privately in their house or in their office, they got an Android or iPhone. Well, I, w- I would imagine that they do uh, pretty large amounts of uh, dog fooding, which is a term of making forcing your employees to use your own products. Because I've read mm. stories that uh, Steve Ballmer. Uh, forbids his wife and kids from having any Apple devices in their own house. Wow! Like, well, won't even honest. let the kids have an iPod or an iPhone. Let's be honest; it is his, he is he is the CEO of a major corporation. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> what does that matter with what his kids want yeah, to have? I know, especially but... when Microsoft is not stuff that kids want. <laughs> when I think <laughs> when I think teenagers and them wanting what's hip. I don't put Microsoft in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned Steve Ballmer. Um, I just saw a clip from uh, Pirates of Silicon Valley, that movie that came out years ago, the, the TV movie. And I think he's the narrator of that film, uh, the, his character anyway. And he was, play, he was played by none other than John DiMaggio, um, famous nice. voice actor. Played him uh, with, with balding head and everything. Uh, he plays him in the movie. 
And for those who don't know who John DiMaggio is, if you've ever watched Futurama, he's Bender. And if you've ever played Gears of War, he's Marcus Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. So if anything, I, watch a clip of it on YouTube and you'll laugh your ass off. Ah, come on, Dom. <laughs> it's good stuff. I love that guy. He's the best. Sweet. <laughs> Every time you freaking read, you get a perfect relay. Sweet. If you've never heard it, listen to his impression of Barry White. It will, will kill I, you. I will say though, when it comes to Gears of War, why is it in that game that if you get a if you get something over they're 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 warriors, but yet if they get a command over their headset, they have to completely stop and they can't do anything else. They can't multitask. <laughs> they're, the, they're the only soldiers of the future that can't multitask. It's like God forbid if I can sit there and talk on the radio headset and and, and kill grubs at the same time. It's uh, it's the roids. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the, the the roids made their brains shrink. You know they they should do uh they should do an add on to um to Gears of War and give them all live strong bracelets. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes, got it in there. Oh no! Oh man! No, you give them uh, add on DLC Yolo shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you know I I will say when I was at I was at Universal for Halloween Horror Nights. I actually saw someone with a YOLO shirt. Oh no. I wanted I wanted to murder this guy on the spot. Uh. <laughs> and it, it's even worse, it said YOLO Miami Beach. I was like, ah more <laughs> rage. If you did murder him, then the the shirt would be true. You only live once. <laughs> like, yeah, and you only die once too, buddy. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Anyway, we're, we're, we're turning into a train wreck here, so that wraps up the mailbag. I'll turn over to Solbro to wrap us up and take us out. Yeah, definitely peep these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. M-A-H-Q.net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam.net. That's right, it's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam.net as well. After listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche and our favorite pedal bear South, Pedro Cortez. And uh, I've got a quick shout-out that Neil will enjoy. One of uh, our our listeners of our show and a host of his own podcast, uh, (laughs) The Suspicious Red Lamp, who's also a regular poster on on the the Mecha Talk forums. Uh, He recently, we got in a conversation, we have uh, conversations every once in a while, and he said he went to go see uh, Rush in Canada, man. Yeah, he went to go see Rush, man. He saw them live, dude. I've got to experience that one of these days, but uh, I want to throw him... What's that? I saw, I saw Rush like in middle school. <laughs> no, it's actually it, no. That's a that that would be an that's an amazing show to see because I mean you're, you're talking about you, if you close your eyes at a Rush concert and then you open them, you're like, wow, how can three guys do make so much music at once and do so many friggin' things? It's pretty amazing, especially to see uh, Getty Lee up there. Oh, yeah. going after the bass and he's on the freaking foot pedals with the synthesizers and stuff oh my gosh so i will say uh mr lamp that is cool mm-hmm. uh but i've seen roger waters twice Ooh, look at you man damn you had to trump him so so there <laughs> and one of them and one of them was the wall oh wow the complete damn. wall damn the complete oh that's yes. that, that had to be an experience all in its own. Damn. Oh, it was. And the other time, I got to I got to hear the complete dark side. So, 
Well, there shit, you go. Man. Damn, boy, you've had some concert experiences, man. The, the most I can say is I've seen Wu-Tang live, but uh, that was uh, that was a while <laughs> ago. And um, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, but yeah, shout outs to uh, shout outs to the Suspicious Red Lamp and uh, Peepa's podcast, the the DDD podcast. You'll find the links for it in uh, in the show notes here. And um, the, speaking uh, of podcasts, how many gazillions of podcasts were you on this week? I, I'm not on any uh, podcast that I can relay yet. I am going to make an appearance, as I had mentioned beforehand, on the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. It's going to air live on the fourth of November at eight o'clock p.m. So um, if you guys, they stream live. So uh, there'll be links for that in the show notes for this episode. And if you guys can join us for that uh, podcast, we're going to be talking about Mobile Suit Gundam Age. And uh, re- <laughs> why would anyone want to join you for that? I get to relive the magic again. So if you want to hear some hate, tune in. <laughs> Hey, now you will feel a small part of my pain. There you go. Because yeah, you have to review yeah, things twice, two, two to three yeah. times sometimes. Yes. So I get to I get to live the I get to live the adventure. So I guess uh, I guess there's no um, age roundup on Chaos Theater, Chris. <laughs> we, we already got that from Pedro venting all of his hate for the show. <laughs> uh, the only other shout out I have is uh, to my to my loving wife. Uh, Jen, who flew out today, the day of the recording, to uh, Peoria, Illinois, to go visit some friends, and uh, I miss her dearly. And uh, I, I, I love you, baby, and I'll see you when you get back. And uh, that's it for this. That's it for the shoutouts. She gonna bring you anything cool? I hope so. <laughs> she she said she'd bring me back a souvenir, so I'm, I'm not sure what that is, but we'll be we'll uh, Capcom. Hey, hey, we definitely won't be that. <laughs> I don't even know if they know what that is in Peoria, so. <laughs> I don't even know what's in Peoria. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> but that—that's it for my shout-outs. And uh, back to you, Chris. I don't have anything, so uh, I guess that's it for this horrible show. <laughs> yeah. well. we'll be back next time. You're listening to Goddamn Anime HQ. Wasting time. There's no reason to fight. That robot you're piloting was sent back to this time by mistake. Hey, you started it. Actually, you did, Coop. Listen! We need Magus to avert an alien invasion in the far future. We captured that robot from the Glorfed, an advanced race that conquered Earth, so we could use it against them. Huh? I've spent the last two years modifying Magus so I could take it back to a point in the conflict where we could help change the outcome of the war in the future. Huh? I'll make this as simple as possible. I need Magus to save the Earth, and I need it now, before the Glorf figure out how to track me through the time stream. My robot wasn't meant to be a toy for a prehistoric Yahoo and his pet monkey thing. Monkey thing? Monkey thing! Blaster, Coop! What? Hey! Get, get off! You're gonna wreck it! Oh boy. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. My girlfriend's like, you know, whenever I start eating bread, she's just like, don't feed the man boobs. Don't (laughs) feed the man boobs. You know what they call that? Hey, you want want some of this coochie? You better ease up on the bread, motherfucker. Are you fucking Tracy Morgan? Huh? (laughs) No, that's not that shit. That's not Tracy. That's not, hey, that's not Tracy. Hi, this is Barry White. 
in Paul Quinn College, cordially in <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, May 8th, 9th, and 10th for the first, for the first fucking thing. Uh, that's on me. We got, we'll, we'll roll it again. Trying to cut a fucking spot, Tony. Barry, Shit. Barry we'll, we'll Hi, roll it again. this is Barry White and Paul Quinn College. Cordially, cordially invite your ass okay, to come on down. Okay. Hi, this is Barry White and Paul Quinn College. Cordially invite you this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, May 8th, 9th, and 10th. For a beautiful weekend in Waco, Texas. But, Would you damn, like a guy, boil maker? This guy <laughs> these words all up, man. <laughs> you ever heard that? You yeah, ever heard of the... course. Great. That's so I dead on it. perfect. I love it. It's sublime, you know. Just ah, this is Barry White I... and Paul. Shit. When he says shit, it's just like it comes from like just oh my god, the walrus is just pissed. <laughs> the walrus of love is just not. Having it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes in a man's life. Shit! Shit! Wow! It's okay. It's okay. You want some water or a boiler maker no, or something? It's, right. it's yeah. kind of like Pacino. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. yeah, it is. It is. It almost is. But is it? Shit! I'm trying to cut a fucking spot, Tony. Jesus. Lord have mercy. I gotta get this done. Hi, this is Barry White. And Paul Quinn, mother. <laughs> <laughs>